Hey gang, Hydroberg here. Tonight we are serving up a dish best served cold. The Hulu exclusive Fresh from 2022 with special guest Jay, an old friend of Jacqueline. Dinner is served on episode 117 of A Cut Above Horror Review. And it's starting now. Cut my life into pieces! Good evening, and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be reviewing the movie Fresh from 2022. But first, let's meet everybody else on the show. First up, I'm so pleased to welcome a longtime friend of mine, one of the smartest people I've ever known, and a bona fide cinephile, my good friend Jay. Welcome, Jay. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me tonight. Appreciate it. I cannot tell you how happy I am to have you on the show and to just see. Well, we don't talk nearly enough. And so if I got to get you on the podcast to do it, then all the better. It is. It's good. And you also introduced me as one of the smartest people you know. And I just say, I think you need to know more people, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, thank you for that. And yes, it's uh, we go we go way back. And uh, it's it's really an honor and a pleasure being here with uh, with all of you. I'm a fan of the show and uh, can't believe I'm here. It's great. Oh, well, thanks. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great discussion. And it's going to it's going to fuck. It's not going to suck. <laughs> Next up, we got Hyderberg. What's going on, Hyderberg? In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the plate. <laughs> we're covering Fresh Prince tonight, right? Yeah. 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 Is that what you watched? Because that's what we're yeah, talking about. I, yeah. I binge watched like four seasons of Fresh Prince. I love that Uncle Phil. Love <laughs> super. Phil. Super. Brandon. Perfect. Yes. Jay, what's going on? Talks. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does. I learned a lot about being a man from Uncle Phil. Yes. But uh, so did I. Of men, Jay, what's going on? How are you doing? Oh, I'm Welcome doing great. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Wow, that was your segue. Speaking of men, yeah, I, don't <laughs> know. I tried. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I've been described as smart and a man, so we're yeah. off to a uh, good. I peaked at, at Uncle Phil. I'm sorry, <laughs> John, Jacqueline. How are you guys? Good, good. Happy Monday, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And last mm. but not least, mm. we got John. What's Ooh. going on, John? What? John, uh, <clears throat> Jonathan, no. Jonathan. Yes. No. Are you there? They call me Skeletor sometimes. I'm sorry, Skeletor. Are you with there we us? Go. Yes, absolutely, Jacqueline. How you doing? Hydraberg, what's going on? And Jay, the pleasure is all ours, man. Uh, yeah, you are probably going to be the smartest man alive because we're on the opposite end of the spectrum, Hydraberg uh, and I, um, or not. <laughs> Please help raise us up. Raise up. We're not good with words and stuff. No, we, we mentioned <laughs> like a particular human being on every show and we almost forgot it last week and i was a little bummed no, we about didn't. that you Dude, got it, was it totally John. There. we thought we forgot it but it's there you, you, ha- you today, snuck but... it in you I snuck did. it in it was there when i was doing edits i was like man i think we forgot it and then i'm listening back and i'm just may, may i allow our guest jay to bring up that individual please. <laughs> for sure nobody rocks a house harder uh horrors a house harder than <laughs> rob zombie baby we gotta can't be a nice. can't be show without rob zombie, rob zombie. nice oh, that's I like the, why i yeah, love the you. horror house house of a thousand yeah. corpses i got you i got you. A thousand, yeah you I got like it. it so i tried tried to try to split both of those hairs that uh i, I don't know i'm not sure how much hair rob zombie has left but uh, if, he rob zombie would he's always got a hat hair. on who can tell yeah who yeah. can tell yeah <laughs> 
Devil, Devil man. man. Beachy Hyderberg. <laughs> Devil man for the hair club for men. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, are we going to get to the place like that boomers are in right now where there's going to be medications, like prescription medication commercials, with, like <laughs> Rob Zombie songs in the background for oh, people God. our age? Yeah. Like 20 years the from ditches now. That burn through yeah. the witches are your hemorrhoids burning taking you to the ditches? <laughs> are they burning like witches? We'll get preparation uh zombie off. Preparation <laughs> Z. Yeah. All right. I do gotta give I gotta give Jay his credit, man. I threw that softball, dude. You knocked it out of the park. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he knew I what know. to do. Yeah, he's I my friend. He's my friend. He knows what to do. Yeah, I know what to do. And I, I definitely, uh, yeah, like I said, Rob Zombie is a good company. I think uh, leading into a show like this, you got to mention, you got to mention the man. So the heavy hitters, yeah, Rob Zombie. Yeah. I yes. actually watched him on Joe Rogan recently, and it was a pretty interesting interview. He's an interesting guy. I didn't know. Yeah, that. no, I, I think he is. He definitely is. Rob is honestly very intelligent, and he's super. Smart. He, he's such a horror movie fan, and again, yeah. we, we give him shit all the time. I give him one shit day, all the time. All right, I give him shit all the time. Um, he is a super creative guy. He is, and I love the fact that he like incorporates horror movies into his music. So yeah. we've had we've had this conversation before, though. Yeah, we yeah. we love him here. It bears repeating, I think. All right, okay. What well, we have a melange of things that we can talk about oh for Rob Zombie. We, yes, we do. We have a melange of things, but before we do that. I mm-hmm. want to talk briefly about Hyderberg's new uh, podcasting venture. Hyderberg, oh, yes. little piece oh, yeah, of news yeah. to, to share with us about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I have another podcast that I just launched. We're on episode two. It's uh, Cinemigos. It's a uh, genre hopping movie recommendation podcast between me and uh, Rob from Circle of Jerks and John Kinetic Onslaught on Twitch. Uh, the three of us are just talking movies each week, uh, recommending them to each other. And uh, just shooting the shit. It's a fun hangout kind of show. Uh, we're dropping trivia and some jokes. Oh, we just uh, dropped uh, Machete was our mm-hmm. second episode. So I'm excited to drop that. And we got some bangers coming up. I've just been editing the episodes and I'm kind of like pumped to get these out for people to listen to. So, uh, yeah, you can I'm catch so us excited. Right. Yeah. And Hyderberg, you know, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but I, I did really enjoy the Cobra episode. But I think I enjoyed this Machete episode better. Well, good because you know, I think they, I think they get better as they're mm-hmm. going along too. So, yeah, the Cobra, like Cobra episode. Not, yeah, that's not poo pooing it. I mean, I, I thought it was a really good episode, but man, something about this one just really it hooked me. So, yeah. good job, man. Thanks, I haven't man. listened to Machete yet, but I did enjoy the Cobra episode very much, even though I've never seen that movie. But it's still a good oh. time to listen to y'all. Oh, hey, I appreciate that, and maybe if it makes you watch Cobra one day, who knows. Well, you no, I want to sit down so, and watch Little Cobra. It's do you a think that's a film. Joey movie? Do you think I like doubt that? it? I don't know. It's yeah. a cheesy '80s. It might nostalgia. He's all about the '80s. He's all. I about think the he 80s. might like it. Are you? Is uh, just so? Uh, I'm sorry. Is, are we talking Cobra? Is in Sylvester Stallone? Yes. Five. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we are. Cobra. Cobra. <laughs> yeah, oh, our man. first episode we did Cobra. Oh, that's fantastic! I will. That dude does chew on a matchstick a lot in that movie, though. Dude, it's his calling card. That and his gun. And his gun with the red sights, yeah, yeah. That the laser sight, yeah. Ah, well, I'm gonna, I will check that out uh, as soon as we're done here. I will be listening. Thanks, to man. That. Appreciate yeah. that. I told you, Jay knows all. Mm. He's got good taste. He I does. Do. He does. Well, he does. Are we good? 
I'll listen yeah. to the Ricchetti one too. And, uh, you know, I always wanted to get one of those like giant chest tattoos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that sport. yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. a good one too. Yeah, so. you should go ahead and do that, Jay. Yeah. yeah, he's Danny an interesting Trejo. guy, Danny Trejo. Too, we go into it too about him. He is. Oh, he, he's he is. he's like one of these guys that that grew up really hard, you know, because he mm-hmm. started out in prison and just became, you know, like built his own life. He's got his own taco shops in L.A. He does, I think he yeah. just opened a couple of ice cream shops out there too. No he way. Does. I think he's got a yeah. band too. Uh, he's we even mentioned uh, he saved the baby on the free on the interstate one day. Yeah, we yeah. He stopped. Uh, there was an overturned car, him and some other guy, passerby. Can I nominate Danny Trejo as our new national treasure? Um, yes. Like Betty White oh, yeah. was. Like yes. Betty White. Only Danny Trejo can Betty take White. Betty White's place. He wants White's to be place. the mascot of I, Cinemino. I, I think so. Yeah. The mascot of Cinemino. Maybe that's the person you mention in every show. Oh, Danny my Trejo. God. That'd be cool. Yeah, that he he's our Rob Zombie. He's the new yeah. Rob Zombie. Oh, he's man. the new Betty White and the new Rob Zombie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot weird. that's a lot of pressure on danny trejo to, if anyone uh, can hold oh, up to that pressure the, it's yeah. danny trejo yeah, he's got because like broad shoulders to handle that pressure <laughs> machete don't text okay he won't see <laughs> no, what you're doesn't. saying <laughs> uh anybody else have anything that they want to plug or promote oh yeah i do real quick all right do it. um speaking of circle jerks podcast uh this past week we recorded an episode for the 1960 film peeping tom oh my god yeah i'm excited yeah. to hear that that's yeah. amazing. Leave it to Circle of Jerks. So I'm, I meant to mention this when, um, Heidelberg, you were talking about your new show, but I wanted to just point out that Rob from Circle of Jerks has been on our show a few times. And I feel like mm-hmm. he's like my kindred spirit because he likes the old stuff and likes to go back to the origins of things. Sorry, John, go ahead. I just got no, really I, I don't I don't know when it's dropping, but uh, we had a lot of fun talking about that. Again, a movie I've never seen, but it's got um, a lot of elements of things that you've seen back in the 60s. And God, no, I'm not. Jacqueline will get pissed at me. If I spoil it. Don't spoil well, the movie. I want to see it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't spoil just. And I, but good. I do know that it's like kind of like a granddaddy of like slasher films from what I understand. Yeah, it kind of like uh, about, Psycho, um, Psycho before Psycho came yeah, out. Yeah, because this, this, no, 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 yeah, it's no, not really. He's going to spoil it. He uses anyway. a gun. No, it's going to come rolling hey, out of his mouth. No, <laughs> he shoots him with the gun. No, I'm oh just my god. Uh, no, no, no it's it. actually it's uh, the way it's filmed is like the first POV movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, say I no check more. Check it out because I saw it on. Okay, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. But no, it's really good, and I think Criterion has a really nice Blu-ray of that yeah, movie. I bet. I bet. If Rob's I'm not mistaken, because he's bougie like that. I'm just kind of fun. So are you? I know. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he's a he's a big Criterion guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For Mother's Day, I bought myself a subscription As to the should. streaming service. Yeah. For Mother's Day, so did I. Even though I'm not a mother, so. But you're a mother. Still, you deserved a Mother's Day present. Fuck yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, y'all ready for some news? I I pay my taxes. Gosh darn it. Um, Bring it. What's right. going on in the world? <laughs> okay. So some big news. Yeah, this is kind of breaking news is that it looks like Hollywood is off of strike. The preliminary yeah. talks are are that uh, everything is going to resume production. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of awesome, right? Yeah. The writers great. so far. Which we can get we can get flooded with Marvel movies and shows and Star Wars movies and shows and hey, other, hey. other things too. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> he just attacked Heidelberg's ego. So one good uh, thing. Listen, I'm totally in. I'm totally into Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, no, I get it though. Yeah, I get the saturation. Pull, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just looking for quality and, and wow. we got Loki coming out soon, which I'm excited yeah. for Loki because Loki was cool. 
Loki was but, fantastic. Um, yes. The one good thing about this, like halt, might might do is like the same thing that COVID did, where it like created like a year of just like tons of fucking stuff to watch. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's the one thing. A lot of halted projects are going to get the green light all of a sudden, and we're just going to get season after season of television shows and movies yeah. coming out. So that's true. Way to know. find the silver lining. Yeah. Well, because yeah, twenty twenty one was shit, but then twenty twenty two was an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I I think you know because they had to halt all these all these shows and movies that they had in the can. Everything's going to start getting forced out after the holidays. You know what I mean? It's like they're going to do their mid season uh, premieres mid season. So that right. I guess it's in February or yeah. March January, or something. Yeah, right after yeah. the Super Bowl usually. Yeah, yeah. So you get a bunch of that. Um, so that's awesome. You know, at least at least the people that deserve to get paid are getting paid. So that's I'm excited. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, man. Writers, writers getting their due and their fair share for the work that they put out. Uh, cheers to that. They they deserve it. Yeah. Well, and, it's, and just like, sorry. Go ahead, Jacqueline. Going back to what you said about COVID, like during that time, I mean, what did anybody do except like binge watch TV shows? And we realized how much we depend on the entertainment industry. Yeah, and yeah. you would think that that these creative people would be valued more and be compensated fairly. So give them their due for God's sake. And sorry, sorry to steal a line from, from Leo to your point is that (laughs) in 2022, no, in 2022, that's when all that shit that, that was being made under wraps, you know, people wearing mm-hmm. masks and, and social distancing. That's when all these movies started coming out, you know? I yeah. mean, it's like the movie host. I mean, what a simple, so good. Br- brilliant idea, you know? But you right. had these other movies started to come out. You're like, this oh, movie. Shit. Yeah. 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 Fresh. Exactly right. Exactly. Pearl. Right. Pearl. Yeah. I would add to all your points. Um, I think something that's really we got to take note of is like the change of, in the way movies are are viewed in the home now streaming services yeah. that happened before COVID. COVID exploded it. We're never going back to it, and it's time that we make sure that people get their fair share for uh for the fact that these films are streamed in homes now uh listen i'm all about the movie theater i grew up in movie theaters probably like the three of you did where it was like a sacred place to go and i understand the romanticism of all of it um but i also the access we have now to film when we talk about criterion collection when we talk about you know the horror streaming services that are out there there are access to films that i never had when i was a kid and i'm glad that then one thing this strike is going to do is it's going to compensate some of the brilliant writers that put that stuff out uh in a fair way and and give us continued access to things my kids at six and seven are going to be able to access horror movies that i never had access to when i was six or seven and i'm excited about that for sure but i'll bring up i i'm gonna uh uh counteract your part um or what you said about you know people not going to the theaters in one of my news stories all right guys so we got another vhs coming out yes vhs 85 did you guys watch the trailer sure did sir fucking freddie rodriguez is in this movie (laughs) <laughs> is he who we saw in planet terror of course yep. he is in this movie i didn't notice him in the trailer yeah, i didn't notice him at all huh he's got he's got like bigger hair um okay. he, he's the guy shooting the gun trailer look cool he uses a gun yeah he's got a gun okay that's all right i that's did not I'm spoil saying. it i just say in the trailer I, 
<laughs> I know I'm just messing with you. Um, yeah, the trailer was so like kind of frenetic though. I like, like I didn't really know what I was saying. I was just like, okay, videotapes, eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, the nostalgia of the 80s is so big right now. I mean, I guess it started with uh, Stranger Things, and it's just kind of escalated to there. I mean, we've seen a bunch of other movies and and shows where it kind of incorporated the 80s. But I love the fact that it has the grain on it. Yeah. I didn't really feel that much of an 80s feel, to to be honest, from this particular. I don't know. A couple clips I did. I'm sure it's there, but just it didn't feel like they were leaning into it that much, which is probably good. Kind of tired there's, of there's the one reference where the guy asked if this is beta and yeah that yeah was, he's like yeah oh that that did it for me i was like oh hell yeah beta we got a beta <laughs> reference that's awesome us gen xers man we love yes. that beta max that's it man i that's what i said i I've, beta was everything for uh when i when i was a kid so can i tell you about a beta max that i had and i didn't realize i had done it when i was probably Nine years old. Was we it had the Toxic cinema. Avenger when you had your first self-love no. experience? No, that was no, a mass, no. master beta. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Master oh my God, beta. that was so good. Beta. <laughs> no, it was actually, um, I think I was trying to record a horror movie, but um, you guys remember the the softcore porns? Uh, Emmanuel? Yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah. Softcore porn what? Emmanuel. Yes. Emmanuel. Emmanuel in space, Emmanuel yes. in Greece, Emmanuel yeah. on Betamax because I snuck downstairs and <laughs> I recorded because I wanted to like see some like I, I maybe it was Toxic Avenger or something like that that was on Cinemax. So I put it in to record. And <laughs> when I watched it, when everybody left, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is even better. <laughs> this was fantastic yeah um, you only get one like two scenes of boobs in toxic avenger and this it's an entire mm-hmm, uh, film. Mm-hmm. and you, you it was that was late night cinemax right skinemax yeah. was yeah well, that's yeah that's where it came from that's where sure. you got it yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah um but yeah i need to go talk to a therapist after this um no, i'm just kidding <laughs> that's what we're here for john <laughs> All right, second story. Hell House LLC has become franchise. This one's called oh, yeah. Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. What a title. trailer hit. Yeah. Uh, you guys watch it? Thoughts? Yeah. Um, I think well, first of all, uh gave me serious Blair Witch vibes. Blair Witchy, right. Of course. Mm. But but that's okay because I love found footage and I love Blair Witch, and it actually looks good so mm-hmm. i'm willing to give it a chance um i'm automatically kind of um wary or i tend to scoff at things with origin in the title yeah <laughs> but um but the trailer actually looks pretty good to me and i really liked the first one so i'll give it have a you chance. seen the sequels no i haven't Actually, I, I sat down and watched the sequels like a year ago and they're not that great like there's definitely diminishing returns so I'm not yeah. excited about an origin story either. Yeah, okay. I, I I agree, but I thought the second one was fine. It kind of played true to the look. It wasn't you know, like the worst movie I've ever seen, but it definitely you know. like I don't know. It just didn't have the same charm that that first one. I'm curious because uh, it's coming out on Shutter October 30th. So isn't that when Joe Bob normally does his like uh, spooky Halloween type thing? He does have a spooky yeah, Halloween thing there. planned. Um, I don't know what the date is. I believe he has something on Halloween coming out. Let me Google it real quick. I'm curious Talk if he's going to debut. Yeah, it, I, I think he's going to debut. My guess is he, he'll debut this movie on that. Yeah, maybe. I doubt it. 
You don't think so? No, I don't know. He doesn't really tend to debut the new stuff too much. Well, maybe. Uh, I mean, he might. Sometimes he Darcy might. might actually convince him to do Halloween three. It's not ever. Gonna it's happen. never going to happen. Never it's just happen. Not she. It's, it's, if she hasn't convinced him by now, it's not going to happen. As by much now, as I feel might. like they're purposely going to make it not happen, even if they. Can. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's like a thing now. Yeah. Anyway, so like uh, the, the Carmichael, uh, whatever trailer manner, the title's fucking bloated. Let alone the plot. I it doesn't do. It doesn't look like it's treading any new territory for me. And I get that. Like it doesn't have to if it's a good found footage film. But I don't know. There's like the clown moment where we're like, oh look, it's the clowns from the first one. Like the scariest moment from the first one. We're taking and we're gonna put it in this film and hopefully like it does something for you. Like I don't know. It's Except just, we've got two clowns now. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I I guess. It could be cool. Like, so this is supposed to be the house of the people that cre- like ran the Abaddon, I guess, at some point. Or I don't, I don't really know the connection there. Either. Yeah, I didn't pick up on the plot at they're all. They're in a different location. They're not even in the Abaddon, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it, but yeah, I yeah, yeah. I watched something pretty good this week. I watched um, Hulu's um, "No One's Gonna Save You." I recommend yeah. it for a pretty cool like alien film. Okay. The title was pretty intriguing, so um, yeah. but I, I didn't it. know I didn't know how it was. So I'm glad to have your recommendation. Yeah, nice. uh, we've got okay. some good movies. We might find out tonight. Hmm. 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 Uh, FYI, quick update on Joe Bob. Um, they're doing the last drive-in on October 10th, screening Halloween from 1978 as a 45th anniversary kind of special, and then um, on some unspecified date in October. Um, Fear Fest on AMC is going to have Joe Bob's Halloween where they're going to host a double feature but it doesn't, and a very mm. scary special guest, but it doesn't say what the double feature is, doesn't say who the guest is, and it doesn't say what the yeah. date is. So, John, he's playing gotta... Halloween just for you. I, I actually, I sent him a letter. I was like, for my buddy's birthday, could you play Halloween on, on Halloween? Please? Yeah, even though even though my birthday's in February, that's fine. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I, I sent it to him last that. year. You got to send these things in advance, John. Come on, he's a famous yeah. guy. Like it takes time. It takes him eight months to read his fan you know? mail. Yeah, exactly. Come on, just to get to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. Well, Dar- <laughs> well for Darcy I put to read, cut it. above on the postmark. So they oh, well, see. then he'll know. He'll yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Joe. Hey, Bob. Joe Bob. He's listening now. Yeah, Joe Bob. No, I'll call you right back. Hold on. And Darcy, if you're listening, I laced the the envelope with some of my scent. Some of my scent is on it. Really glad you didn't say what I thought you were going to say. Anyway, I don't know what you thought I was going to say, but I, now there, I'm really there were there was a there was a melange a of plethora of melange. There. Of yeah, there there were some bad routes that could have gone down. Anyway, oh, right. I think we got every pun in every single one of our benchmarks. No, yeah, no. Well, now I'm like, what did I, I miss? Hydroberg, uh, <laughs> got it. All right, well then you break it out. <laughs> appropriate. You ready? Smile 2, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. It's coming to theaters <laughs> October 18th of 2024. No eh. plot details released because they don't have one yet. It's been on strike. <laughs> they haven't written it yet. <laughs> However, I, I believe our friend Jay brought up is saying you know, people aren't going to the theaters. The original Smile. Yeah, it did pretty well. Uh, let's, let's let everybody take a guess of how much smile made at the box office in theaters jay i'll let you go first go ahead god i are we talking about um smile electric boogaloo no no, the first one not the not the new one but the original the original from like last Um, year how much did it make at the theaters from last year yeah (laughs) how how much in millions i'll I'll give Um, you a hint oh not not in pistachios 
Yeah, not in, right. Not in pistachios. Uh, I'll go with, in I'll dollars. Go with, dollars. Less. I'll go with two million. I'm going two million. Jay. Oh, that, all right. Uh, let's go Hydraberg. Hydraberg. What do you think? I feel like I already know this. I think it's like 170. Yeah, wow. I was gonna say like Jack, I was gonna say like 180. Jacqueline. Yeah, I was gonna say like 180. It's either that or like 140 or something. I think it was like 170. It was pretty high. 110 higher. Was it, was it more than what we said? 200. Higher? I thought it was like no, it didn't. 217 million dollars really? yeah. at the box. Yeah, I went with opening it night. Fucking killed. I meant two million on the. Pre- oh come on! Oh, <laughs> oh, opening night. Is that what okay. you meant? Back yeah, that's what I thought you guys meant. They were talking. Uh, Listen, I think that I was the budget two, of the movie. These days, I haven't yeah. been to the theater in like six years, so I, I don't even know what they look like anymore. Felt two hundred and seventeen million dollars at the box office before it went to streaming. Streaming, yeah, yeah. You know? That's that's pretty awesome. I wish it were a better movie, but okay. Especially nowadays, yeah. Unfortunately, all that does it. is perpetuate yeah. movies like it, and now we I have mean, a sequel coming up. It wasn't a bad movie. I just thought it was kind of formulaic and forgettable. That's all. Yeah. And uh, I guess Smile 3 is going to be directed by Rob Zombie or Spider 1? Spider, yes, yeah, Spider 1, I heard, is slated to uh, write and direct part three He's, just for you, John. I, I actually did find a story that he is writing a movie about one of the skits from Allegorium. <laughs> Oh my no, God. are you serious? Okay, I am even, serious, even yeah. I'm gonna say that's yeah, that's no, a step no. too far. Yeah, like I'm Inception. Sorry. We don't yeah. need like a movie just like a movie. it. Yes, yeah, it's like a brown note within a brown note. Jay, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Rob Zombie's brother, Spider One, um, has made step a couple brother. of horror films. No, step brother, half brother. Oh, he's made that's a couple of horror one. films now. He's not a, and like a full zombie. He's not. He's only half zombie. Yeah, so he's like Spider One. <laughs> We covered the first one about a year ago, and it was not great. But yeah, but I can't wait for Brown Note Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and, uh, I guess that's what happens with you know stepbrothers always trying to follow in the brother's path, and yeah, yeah. it's a sad tale of living in like the that shadow. Tale that yeah. exists in families. Play, with his, play with his drums while he's at work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, you stole that one from me. I was going there. <laughs> Ten, you were watching Cops instead. Yeah. All right. So is that it for news, John? That's it. All right. That's there's some good news in there. I'm I'm Thank particularly you. happy about that writers strike uh coming oh, to right. end hopefully that's very great soon. To hear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all want to get into fresh? Yes. Um by the way, Jacqueline, yes. you picked this movie. I did. Why? Oh, why did you pick this movie for us to watch? Okay, I'm not going to like be cute or anything. I'm not going to like you know, have little jokes or anything. Um th- this was my favorite movie of last year. I thought it was incredible, and uh, I had wanted to cover it earlier when we did Women of Horror Month and have Jay on, and mm. something happened with scheduling, so we didn't do it, but I had a slot this week, and I was just like, we got, I got to get this movie, and I can't let it slip away. So um, just wanted to seize the opportunity because it's a fucking incredible movie. So my co-hosting duties are over, so does the movie fuck or suck? Oh, <laughs> um, it just, it it was like the best fuck of 2022. It's it's like a it's it may even be like a top ten all time fuck for me. Whoa, that's a memorable fuck that I want to go back to over and over again. It has long term relationship potential. I yeah. think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jay, that's troubling. S- giving the, the the themes of this movie, but <laughs> well, I'm a troubling person, Hydraberg. Mm. Jay, our esteemed guest, does fresh fuck or suck? Yeah, I mean, I I I agree with you. I actually think. 
that maybe there should be a little rebranding um, for this particular segment. Like if there's any movie that is more appropriate for like, does it spit or swallow? Yeah. It's fresh. <laughs> like yes. with everything that's going on inside of it. Like I think it bucks. Um, I it think swallows. it swallows. <laughs> I think it all those things uh, that, that make for a memorable uh, experience. Uh, I agree with you. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I think it's a, I think it fits really well in the horror genre, but beyond that, like I was kind of surprised when I looked at like some of the films that get nominated, like I really feel like it deserved a little bit more love uh, than, than it got. I thought it was a great film. So it fucks all night long. <laughs> okay. was, there was a dramatic pause there from it. I was like, what's I was like, what does it fuck? all night long? Yeah. <laughs> John, what say you? Oh, God, this movie fucks. I mean, it's like you want to have a meal while you're fucking and just keep going just to keep the energy up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Get those carbs. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, You know, I watched Pearl for the first time and I was just like, you know, this one didn't fly under my radar and I just wanted to watch it. But I enjoyed this more and it flew under my radar. I didn't know it was on Hulu. Yeah, uh, I, it went I straight to Hulu. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I heard Straight Chillin' talking about it, and and it's just like I didn't want to really ruin it for myself, but man, this movie was so fucking good. I'm going back to it over and over like a Sizzler salad bar. We go in Sizzler. We go in Sizzler. We go in Sizzler. Uh, well, John, I'm happy to hear you say that because you had not seen this movie before, so I wasn't nope. sure how you're going to take it. Uh, well, I surprise you all the time, Jacqueline. You, you do. You do. Mm-hmm. Heidelberg, what do you think of Fresh? Does it fuck or does it suck? Uh, this is the type of fuck where you've only been having really bad luck dating. And here comes this funny fit hunky fuck that sweeps you off your feet only to then chop them off and eat them. <laughs> it fucks, but it's twisted one that will leave you scarred. I love it. So perfect. Hmm. So good. Hydroberg. All right. Well, John, you want to drop that spoiler warning so we can get into it? Certainly. We're going to be talking about fresh from 2022. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch it, then come back to find out what we thought about it and then have a snack afterwards. Or during. Yes. It really, uh, it really whets your appetite. Hydroberg, I cannot wait to hear this reach around. This reach around is brought to you by Western Beef. If he does not mention breast for last, I'm disappointed. Well, way to setting the man up. Damn. Yeah. It's, I'm, I hate to disappoint you, bro. It's you're you're going to just. But, I mean, if you want to write poems, you can do it. I don't care. This hey, man works that. hard every week to write yeah. a poem about a horror movie. Just let him. He's the expert. Just let him do his thing. Heisenberg, Although you I'm did sorry. write a very good one over the summer, John. I will say. No, he did. He did. And Heisenberg, I am sorry. I didn't mean to elevate this, but. Yeah. Go ahead. It's all good. You guys ready? <clears throat> Dating's hard for younger women. They go online and men offend them. And then you find a hidden gem, a man with charm, wit, and smarts, a smile that could skip your heart. Now here comes the troubling part. Along the way, you ignored the flags, caught in the rush to friends you brag. Now your limbs are cut off, bagged, and tagged, ready to be shipped to some rich prick subscription. Welcome to your trial to cannibalism in the kitchen. Between Steve and Noah, there's friction. Young ladies he swooned, kidnapped, and bit them. Their flesh a delicacy, he picks out his teeth. If Noah wants to live, she'll learn how to eat. What she knows is Melissa and most certainly not me. So at this twisted man's table, she'll take her seat. She bides her time hoping to survive while her best friend frantically drives. As Steve seasons with rosemary and thyme, 
cook you a meal that may blow your mind. A rump roast taken from your own behind. The mere thought of it could make you sick. If Noah's going to escape, it's got to be quick. Get him drunk, then seduce him and bite off his dick. Revenge on Steve for countless deaths. Noah took his final breath. With a bullet, she gave freedom back to her flesh. Her new outlook on dating, most certainly fresh. Yes. 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 Wow. Well done. Well so done. So good. It Couldn't made me feel it. a little ill, so that was <sighs> successful. Yeah. And watching them eat. And I saved know, the, I, those, the breast for last. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. There you go Thank you. Thank there you. you. Uh, like a little garnish, you know what I mean? Like just sprinkled it on. <laughs> Yeah, the, the shots of eating, it just makes you feel ill. I mean, it really does. Like, viscerally, you're just going, like, why the fuck am I eating meat? Uh, I should be vegetarian, maybe? Vegan? I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's let's kind of start at the beginning. Um, I love the way that this movie starts out and plays almost like a romantic comedy or just yes. like a romantic kind of movie. And mm-hmm. you have this like extended prologue that goes for something like 33 minutes before you even get the title card and opening credits. So it's mm-hmm. this like long preamble when if you don't know what Fresh is about, you really don't know what you're in for. Like you don't know what you're watching. And so I love that because it totally lulls you into this very um relatable like modern dating scenario well relatable to women i don't know about to men but to me (laughs) relatable um and and then it just takes such a hard left turn what did you guys think about that um like opening 33 minutes and then the way it changes tone after that i've never well i like it yeah, I love the character of the guy that that she met on Chad. the Tinder type thing. Um, you love you that know? guy? No, <clears throat> I just <laughs> thought he played such like such a douchebag. You know, just yeah, like this totally. this hipster type dude. Um, you know, <laughs> he's wearing a scarf. Yeah. Any dude that's wearing a scarf, unless it's like twenty below outside, get rid he of loves that. Scarf John too. is the cold weather expert. He knows. Yeah. Dude, I used he, to live in Wisconsin, dude. It was like 50 below zero for two weeks straight. So, yeah. If you can't see your like breath, you shouldn't scarf. be wearing a scarf. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, I If I'm not I mistaken, like that he, I think he had short sleeves on, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that he wore it at the dinner table. Like, I get that maybe it's chilly outside, but take it off when you sit down to eat. I don't know. Like, it just seemed weird. Sort of rude. But he also did this, like, total douche move. It was like, okay, so we're splitting this, and you brought cash. Um, and then he took her a little bit more, and you can add a little more to the to the tip. Dude, he was a total dickhead. And he's oh chauvinist. God. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I like, the way you're dressed is fine. But, you know, I, I liked when women used to dress more feminine, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like a generational thing. I don't know. You know, it's yeah, cool. Believe, you're comfortable. Yeah. You're wearing sweatshirt. And he brought up he brought it up by saying the way like our it. moms used to dress. Which yeah, all, I mean I don't know, Jacqueline, if that is what you want to hear during a, a dinner is any reference of what my mom used to wear. I certainly don't want the women nope. I date to dress like my mom. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, uh, I would agree with that. Uh, major turnoff there. There's some good music too. Like the film oh. starts with a pretty good uh, tune. I like it. The score throughout the movie is fantastic. Yeah. I love the score throughout. I mean, it just fit the movie perfectly. It did. Yeah. John, so you had not seen this movie before. Um, did you know what the premise was when you started watching it, or did you go in kind of blind? I couldn't honestly say that I went in blind. I knew that it was a cannibal movie. Okay. 
So um, how did you feel when you had that 33 minutes and then it shifted gears and he had drugged her and then it, it turns into another movie? How did you feel when that happened? It, it was visceral, you know, me being a uh, um, omnivore, you know, of uh, being able to eat meat and plants. It was just like there were there were points where you saw these like just, um, you know, uh, rich people just eating it and slurping it up. And that always bothers me. It's like it's really makes me nauseous just watching them go <laughs> <laughs> i love you know, that you I mean, see too. it in their teeth and shit but it's just like no i was like i was intrigued the whole time i was like i'm grossed out but i gotta keep watching this i feel like a voyeur <laughs> they did all have know- their meals like differently prepared too i liked that they were i did like- i mean really- i mean they did show a scene of like somebody was like cutting up a steak you know just very promptly and or very positively i'm gonna eat the steak and then like another guy just grabbed like a hunk of meat and just put it in his face and i went Oof, i mean there ooh. was one guy who just like bent over the food yeah. on the plate and just like ate it like, a, like an animal like yeah. <sighs> there's also you seen one of the plates when it like cleaned up a little bit we see this insignia yeah. which is like the black goat or whatever i guess like you know it's supposed it's to be I'm guessing maybe there's it some is. sort of cult around this, or like we I should said, do that like movie, by the way. <laughs> there's there's a membership like HelloFresh, basically, like mm-hmm. where it know, definitely kind of, seemed that way for there's sure. A meeting, there's a mix but, of but, kind of people. To your point, Hydrovert. Um, <laughs> nice. Sorry, was do we have Leo on the show? What happened? Yeah, I know. No, it was actually gold plated. Hey, <laughs> it was. I saw that it was gold plated. That was Trump's plate, probably. They just they were alluding towards it. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's definitely. That's all a I'm saying. He is without a doubt a member. <laughs> of this. He sits on. He likes the to eat the poor. So and, we mentioned and like sit the... on the golden throne after yeah. his Chick Fil A and McDonald's, and, and that's what Trump stakes are. Oh my god! Uh, so we do get we get the romantic comedy sort of like shitty date beginning. Uh, we get the we get to see her and Molly for a little while we get to see that they're pretty close they have a cool relationship um, yeah and then she kind of chance just bumps into steve what do you think about like their meeting it, it, to me it feels pretty organic and i don't mean because they're standing in the organic like vegetable aisle but like it just feels pretty natural um and i think this movie does a, a thing where it's the first couple men that we see or meet or just see like by passing they seem all like predatory or weird or creepy or just shitty. And then Steve's like that one guy that kind of just shows up all of a sudden, the diamond in the rough. And you're like, wow, he's pretty charming. Um, yeah. And Hydraberg, I agree a hundred percent because it was just it, like you said, it was organic, but it was, yeah. it was actually very, it was charming the way it was uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But I think our protagonist does that to him at the end. Yeah. She does the exact same thing. She's just like, Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, you know, and then she puts like toothpaste in her mouth and bites his dick off, and it was just like, yeah, wow! I, 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 in his eyes, which was really smart, actually. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Just back to their meeting, though. I just thought the I don't know the dialogue and the conversation felt like natural, and it was like, oh wow, like she met somebody, and yeah. you know, in a circumstance where you don't expect to meet somebody, which is where it happens sometimes. So. Well, it was uncomfortable too. You know, yeah. a, like a chance meeting of For somebody both of that them, yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, maybe like a love at first sight type thing. Maybe yeah. not that, but like maybe that attraction at first sight and you're just like wow you know i went in blind as well when i first watched this so i didn't know about the whole cannibal thing i wasn't positive about it 
That and was I a didn't, surprise. I didn't really peg Steve right away as like the villain. Like I was just sort of like holding out hope, like, all right, maybe they're in it together. Who knows? I don't know yet where the film's going. And like you said, we don't get the title card and like the actual like main plot of the film till 32 minutes in, mm-hmm. um, which is a very interesting way to do it. I like it because we get to the film like lulls us into this sense of security like it does Noah, it, like Steve right. does for Noah. And then all of a sudden when it comes, we're like, oh, my God. And it's a it's a situation we've seen in films like this movie takes certain themes that we've seen in films, but it turns it's they're twisted a little bit for this film and it's a little different we've seen you know capture films and we've seen cannibalism but the way this film does that mixed with this butchering thing where he has a service where he sells the meat and i think it's pretty interesting the, the mix of uh plot and themes going on i liked it it seemed original yeah. i'd yeah. like to offer if i may an observation <clears throat> about like a certain dynamic that's going on here um Noah has a truly awful first date um, with that guy. Ch- was his name Chad? The sure. guy with the scarf. Could be if it's not okay. Chad's. And it, is that... it, could have, it could have been Biff. I don't know. Biff. Okay, whatever. And then the guy who sends her the dick pic later, I think that's a separate guy, right? So she has these like awful, but like obviously awful encounters, right? Where these guys are just like overt douchebags. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. First of all, I'm sorry to say that all of that is like not exaggerated at no, all. It's, it's entirely accurate. Um, in my dating days, yep, that's all. That's all I can say. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so not good. But there's this there's this kind of thing that happens um, with some men on Twitter. I don't spend as much time on Twitter as I used to, but um, there like there's there's this kind of conversation going. Yeah, right. There's this kind of ongoing conversation, (laughs) right, where like women will post things about like, um, you know, your personal safety or how to keep yourself safe in certain situations. And uh, if you run into a shady man, what are some things you can do? And like, you know, kind of just women sharing information and ideas and thoughts and kind of solidarity with other women, which is rad. But then there's this thing that happens a lot of times in the comments where men, like clearly insecure men, jump in with a high level of defensiveness that women would dare to suggest that they are not safe around men. And there's this kind of, since you guys are men, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's this kind of like um, refrain that you hear that women refer to a lot that's like, not all men. And it refers to this kind of like defense that men jump in with sometimes when they're like, well, not all men are dangerous. Don't accuse all men of being rapists and don't accuse all men of being violent and blah, blah, blah. And it's frustrating because, first of all, nobody's saying all men. But the problem is, which is illustrated in this movie, is that we don't know whether you're dangerous or not because you're not always overt douchebags. Sometimes you, the man, seem charming and handsome and sweet and funny and safe. And Sebastian you... Stan is a good looking man and he was able to play on that. You know, exactly. it's like, that's the psychopath, you know, it's like <clears throat> the guy that she was dating before with the fucking, you know, big ass scarf and he dumped it in his low main or whatever it was. It was like, like, like he was just like, well, I wasn't even in here anyways. Yeah. And he calls yeah, that's, her. That's that's the that's defense such a mechanism. Typical that, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Clearly, you but, fucking mm-hmm. were. 
Like, but I mean, again, I, isn't this playing to a certain generation? Because as a guy growing up and I got rejected by a woman, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't call her names. I'd be like, well, I fucking suck. I'm going to go mind somebody else. I mean, it is I a little bit. It's speaking talk to anybody that's. No, it sucks. Absolutely. But I'm not going to be, I'm not going to insult a woman because she rejected me. I don't know if that's Unless a generational you're... thing so much as like an emotional maturity thing. Yeah. Maybe, like and, maybe. and a and an indication of your security in yourself. Sure. You know, again, if I'm not liked by a woman, I'm not gonna sit there and call her, you know. Yeah, I felt the same way, you know. I mean, I was just being nice and F you yeah. and God, yeah, I don't yeah. I, I can't even say the words. Whether it's like all or many, it's definitely enough men for it to ring true in that sure. 30 minutes right and i think yeah and that and that i don't know if that's generational i think the way it rings true through online dating might be generational but the idea that like you know this character that noah has to like put her keys in between her hand in between her mm-hmm. fingers when she you that's know not new Kelly and you know yeah. all of those things that happen that that is definitely cross-generational and yeah. I, I think that's sort of Jay, I feel the same way. I, I love that scene because it's yeah. like she feels threatened almost. Yeah. But it's just, it's and just. And she the drops dad. the ball. Yeah, it's just the but dad then with, with a child. Yeah. And that yeah. was, I mean, it was a nice little switcheroo right there. I was yeah. like, she okay, also was- sort of goes against like her good instinct and goes and it kind of ignores red flags takes a trip I think that's a main that she doesn't this know movie. that well yeah mm-hmm. because her friend is like the voice of reason molly yeah and she's like no no he's got no social media okay red flag you're going mm-hmm. where with him you guys just got together like you know what i mean like okay mm-hmm. like a, you, you hooked up then no big deal he slept over okay fine it happens but then like it just seemed like she rushed right in after that you know because you said jack and like he's really charming he's Good looking. Yeah. It seems like he's got it put together. He seems he's a doctor. He's you know. So, I get yeah. it. I think oh, yeah. that's one of the. I think that's one of the great things about that first thirty minutes. And Jacqueline, I agree with you. I I thought the first thirty minutes of this film were brilliant. I thought it mm. earned the ending that that we got. I think it set up everything else that happened. But this idea of like that that the story took its time, like really consciously took its time to put all the, you know, everything out there uh, before we get to the end. It feels a little bit mundane. But then like I when I watched the movie with my wife and we were talking about it after she made the she made a very similar comment to Jacqueline. She said, yeah, this was a really great movie. But I got to tell you what, when I thought the scariest part of the movie was the first 30 minutes like that is. Yeah, and like the end of the movie is sort of it fits into the like the horror, like mm-hmm. gave you like the classic horror ending, which I was so glad that it did because I felt like it really like had earned that. But like the thing that like viscerally scares a, a women in particular, I think, or is that first thirty minutes is just that that's that's the life that like we that they feel and we live with with the, these interactions and online dating so I, I thought that was a fascinating comment when when i heard my wife say that because i was like oh shit the end was like fucking crazy and she's like yeah first 30 minutes were pretty crazy i'm curious yeah, jacqueline yeah jacqueline go back to the first time you watched this did you feel sebastian stan was a very charming just a handsome man that, that oh, yes. you were just like drawn to okay. oh i would have been attracted to him i would have been like oh hey mm, yes yeah. aisle six is where when they first meet say. too when the scene ends over her head <laughs> is the sign 
for another aisle and it's just fresh meat. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I thought that, that Sebastian Stan was very awkward, like a perfectly awkward, uh, human being that he's just not trying to push the situation. Yeah, so what's charming is that he acknowledges the awkwardness. Yes, you know? And exactly so that's right. very, yeah. like, disarming. Oh, if you're yeah. like, well, this is awkward. I am screwing this up. <laughs> like, that's And then he's going to quit, but then he's like, you know what? No, fuck it. I already fucked up anyway. I might as well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, and that, that's what I thought, is that, like, the first thing he that's says is, like, you know what? Guard. I fucked this up. I just want to get your number. He hands the phone to her, yeah. and she puts her number in there. Yep, because that's what people do. But yeah, so I wanted to kind of go back to something you guys said earlier, which is uh, Heidelberg, you said, oh, she kind of ignores a red flag. That is a constant theme in this movie. We have an ongoing refrain of the phrase, fuck it. How many times does somebody in this movie say, fuck it? I think that's like a main thing that that's mm. trying to hit is this caution against ignoring red flags, ignoring your better judgment, ignoring mm. um, the the things that are staring you in the face. And our willingness, and in fact, our propensity to say, oh, it's probably fine. Just fuck it, you know? Um, do you guys mind if I share a brief story? Please. So I think I have shared on this podcast before about how I met my husband, Joey, um, mm. at a midnight screening of a movie. It was actually upon your recommendation, Jay, and it was the day before your birthday. <laughs> we met on um, on 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 a friday night for part one of the movie it had a volume two we met up the next night these were our first two meetings he then went out of town for three weeks and before he came back into town he said i'd really like to see you again how about do you want to take a road trip with me to key west and i said that sounds lovely but how about we save that for another time and how about we just like have dinner first and I might have even said this to him. I don't know if I said it in my head or if I said it to him. I probably said it to him knowing me, but I think I said something like, I don't want to end up dead in your trunk. Mm. So um, I, I, would, I would like to congratulate myself on not saying fuck it and not ignoring, uh, you know, my better judgment. So I just wanted to share that. And, you know, here we are 10 years later and I'm still alive and well. So, you know, it Ladies would have been and fine. gentlemen, the host of the show, Jack. <laughs> but... Yeah. I and if any to... of you are looking for soulmates, uh, get get in touch with me in May, and I will be able to point you in the right direction. So yes, so Jay, it's, it's because of Jay, it's because be of you May. that I have my husband and children. Because if I hadn't taken your recommendation to see that movie, I would never have met him. Um, Jay, you're awesome. Roles, Good job. Yeah, buddy. the roles we play, man. I uh, glad. <laughs> Who would have ever known? <laughs> Uh, but yes, I, you know, you should, you should wait before going away with somebody that you don't know. That's, that's yeah, my no. PSA for today. Just do not meet them at the produce aisle. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I do think, uh, Noah has the benefit of having a black bisexual best friend who doesn't trust any white man that she brings home. So mm -hmm. I feel like Molly is that she reminds me of uh, what's his name from get out from get uh, out. I knew you're going to say, yeah, that. definitely. She's like less comic relief, but there's a little bit there. With her, I she's guess. She's the but... sense of reason relief. Yeah, more so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, she is. She's I like, like her character. Yeah. I like the actress. And what's yes. with like her and Paul? There's some, uh, I guess there's a past there, maybe something. Maybe we're going to get an origin story. Oh, we'll get, oh, nice. Molly and Paul. Fresh too. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, origins. <laughs> origins. Yeah. Got it yeah Where does your meat come from? We can get into Paul too. I, he was a. 1985. To be honest, he's kind of a wasted character. 
Like, there's nothing to him. There's really no. Yeah, I mean, but I actually I thought he was a great character because I every he fit like I think part of fresh is trying to tell stories in a sort of in a fresh way. And I, I just love how like self-aware he was within the like subtext of a horror movie. Yeah. Right? Like he gets out of there like, as soon as he hears yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, he even says at one point with a car, he's like, oh shit, we know how this movie's going to end. I'm going to end uh-huh. up dead. Right. And sort of, sort of lending to that idea that like, you know, there's is, true or not, whether you have these, these, it's just the thought is out there. The prevailing thought that you always have like a minority character in side of a horror movie and they're always mm-hmm. the first to die he just lent lent credence to that um and you know i also like the idea that it was like this was a f- a female yeah and they handled story. it yeah and that that was it was going to be the the females at the end of the day were the ones who were going to take back the power and i really what i liked about fresh is we didn't really we know that he uh that um that steve victimized a whole lot of women like we saw the freezer packed with like torsos and bodies but we didn't actually see anybody victimized on screen other than the women who at the end really wound up like prevailing by taking back the power and that's where i actually thought hit the bartender's character was sort of you're right he didn't play much of a role he was just sort of like bait but like that i thought that worked for the story it was all right it, for me it just i wanted i don't know there were moments where we just focused on his character a little bit where i felt like we could have done something better with yeah. the film in my opinion because I, I see what both of you are saying heidelberg i think i might have preferred to see him earlier like in the him story run away like maybe, and then maybe some maybe of his come back with the police or something or but so or i think picked them J- up at least and drove them away because they were but just I think sitting to- yeah, but I think to Jay's point, it's like I think this movie would have been less good if it if they had required Paul to rescue them. Not to rescue um, them, but like they already well, to like aid it, in their rescue, get him out of there, or he ran away. Well, then what's the point of even having him there? That's my thing. That it's like I, weird. I think it's Other just, than to just have like a guy show up and then run away from the yeah, situation. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's the it. point was just to sort of like put we the spend time with him out there. And- that- food, eating in the car, driving, following yeah. GPS. And then I do have a real issue too with, he follows a pinged GPS that doesn't bring him to that compound. That ping was to to Brandon's house or Steve's house when oh. Molly went to the house. Yeah. That's where she pinged it from. Well, how the fuck is he driving around in this other area in the compound? How does he even find them? Well, doesn't isn't there a thing where you can like no find your friend's phones? Ping. Like, because he's got Molly's phone. But he's using the original ping like that she sent him. Are you sure? Uh, maybe maybe it follows it like updates it to where the phone is now maybe uh i didn't I maybe think you i can missed do, the like part if, if your phones are linked you can be like find my friend's phone and he can maybe, maybe. see where it's pinging from now because he's if steve's got a phone because she definitely pings from the original location yes so like, i know yeah i know i was it's like she dropped a pin so i'm like well how does that lead him to the compound maybe it updated i don't know i don't think the film really showed that but i could i could have just missed something maybe well, it's, you know, it's an interesting point you bring up is that I thought the film worked really hard to work cell phones, obviously, into the plot line. Right. And we've seen yeah. how many movies, how many horror movies have we seen pre cell phone where you think like, God, if cell phones existed, this entire premise of the movie falls apart. Right. Yeah. Like 
people just call the police. Like, so cell phones have actually been problematic in storytelling because we know that people have cell phones and access <laughs> yeah. to communication. You have to work it in. And so it's interesting that I think you're right. Like there may have been like a little bit of a, of an error there within the film, which would be even more interesting because I think they work so hard to make cell phones like this logical plot point, like this, the, the cell phone is going to be a logical part of the plot. We're going to turn the cell phones on. And, and maybe that's when the ping came. I remember at one point, uh, that they could be it, out yeah. of the wall. Maybe, um, yeah, when maybe she... there was, maybe there was an error, uh, in, in trying so hard to make it work. I was work. Just curious how it yeah. worked. Cause it de- never really showed you. And then the original ping was at the, uh, the wife's house. It yeah, was. That's You're definitely right. true. I also didn't in really enjoy the wife's character all much. I don't think she added all that much to the movie. I, I didn't hate it either. It just didn't, it didn't add anything. It didn't necessarily take away maybe, but it just didn't really feel like it added anything. Um, I disagree. Liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it added to the plot. So I'm kind of, Jacqueline, I, I know like, you want to say, I, like, I, it, it was kind of like 50-50. It was just like, okay, so she's a survivor of what, yeah. Brendan slash Steve was doing. She um, like gate was a victim of Stockholm syndrome. I'm guessing, and right, he had right. a thing for her, and now she's like his right hand, you know, man, sort of. In yeah, the I mean, business. she she gives the audience this idea that like Steve could fall for Noah. Yeah, you know, for her, what she's doing, right? Like it's at that moment you're like, oh shit, he fell for her and married yeah. her. Like Noah's got a fighting chance here. Yeah, um, I did like the reveal too. The first time I saw the film, yeah. when you see that she's got a prosthetic, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. that was a shocker. That was cool. Yeah. What I, ahead, the John. other thing that I think that she adds to the film is a brief acknowledgement that not all women are allies to each other. No, and that sometimes, like the yep. deepest wound, is wounds suffered by your sisters. And you, you see know, what she, like, the, the main thing she wants to protect is the business. She's trying to, like, keep the business, you know. She came with there with the courier. She's she's even packed up Stephen's body on ice as if, like, we're going to give a shit about we'll him. fucking sell his meat, too. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. So she's ready to become, like, the next in charge, It's it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought she was a really, I thought she played a, a key role in the, the scene, obviously, uh, in the house uh, when, you know, she, uh, um, uh was Noah's friend's name i'm sorry I molly. Molly. molly when molly came over she played a key role there i thought yeah, maybe at the end though know. like i don't know it that was the only time i thought like was it necessary for her to show up at the end other than mm-hmm. to be a vehicle to get to the last line of the movie which was a fantastic line you know when she's just like he's like oh my god he's married, he's I married thought that, yeah that yeah it's a great fun. line but other than being a vehicle to that line i wasn't sure if like that was the best timing for her to sort of show up, but it worked. The the last line was good enough for me. I was, it was worth it. I, I, I want to see like a show with like the wives, like the real, the real yeah. cannibal wives of the real cannibal wives of Portland, like Fort Lauderdale. Or Portland, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I've never seen one of those housewife shows, but I would watch the real cannibal housewives. Fuck yeah. You didn't cook the leg meat right. Come Hosted on. by Rob Zombie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing. So Steve's a surgeon, but I also, he mentioned being a Texan. I don't know if that's bullshit, but I was wondering too, if he had like a background in barbecue as well, because he's just, or butchering, like he's really good mm-hmm. with the meat. And so you got to imagine like, yeah, there's a surgical aspect of re- removing everything and making sure the patients are well and 
But then, like the way he packages it, yeah. tenderizes it, and it's like he yeah. seems like he knows his meats too. Right, the right. Way around the kitchen, so he's like, I don't know. He's a he's a very interesting man. Yeah. Do yeah. we ever get to like a, like a clear scene of him cutting the meat, or is it just yeah, more like that cut leg. scene? Oh, yeah. leg. It's, that scene it's like is pretty graphic. Slicing off he like is. the like little tenderloin or whatever, like one little okay. delectable uh-huh. chunk, you know. At one point, he's even got like the 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 leg hock as like prosciutto, and he's like uh, slicing yeah. it. It's like, uh, uh, he's doing it to uh, obsession mouth. by an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, love I do that. like the leg scene. Yeah, is that the part where he's like dancing around and he's got the yeah. music and he's like and he's got the he's got the tenderizer and he's like yes it's gory because you know what it is but it's also clean it's not visceral like there's right. no like viscera everywhere it's just like this these clean cuts like he's cutting into beef you know what I mean and it's like a butcher yeah, yeah. yeah. and you're just like it's fucking I don't know, I, he's detached I did love I love the dancing scene I thought you know it really had echoes of of Patrick Bateman you know Christian Bale from American Psycho with Hugh yeah. Lewis news and you know i thought like even the two of them um, yeah the two of them dancing was, was yeah cool. dancing was really was just i that was fantastic and well choreographed i thought it really added a. it know, felt a like it yeah it felt like a tarantino uh yeah. you know dancing you know it because did. it was it was it, it was a great score dude. just the way they were dancing yeah. and just having a great time was it felt natural yeah. too yeah i liked it um yeah, so like with the, this is where we get the reveal that like he's selling, he's got this business, and this is where I was like, oh, this is going in an interesting way because he's not just a guy who kidnaps girls and eats them, but because he's got that Hannibal Lecter sort of quality for a, a little part of it, but it's like he's got you know more of like a romantic uh, bent than yeah. Hannibal did with uh, Clarice. Uh, but we see like he's like packaging all this stuff with little mementos from each victim, or at least he's saying that they are from the victims i don't know if they are i, I think don't they know. are he's collecting their shit yeah. all right i guess because he's like divvying it up like so like is this all from one victim or several victims i don't know but yeah he's he from, looks like, like he's running an etsy he's from shop. at the dollar store like getting yeah he does put in there. like yeah this is melissa's favorite pendant yeah there you go it's in there i don't know it reminds me of uh anna's house of wax so with the candle she'll yeah. send you little goodies like some crumbles of yeah, the stickers. the next candle or like a little mm-hmm. burner tart or whatever she calls them like the yeah, little and they're all in, like little, little baggies and stuff yeah like she's I, throwing I, extra you, st- and some stickers whatever like she <laughs> just throws in extra shit it's like little uh goodies you know yeah throws in the goodies i kind of loved the shots of him going into the freezer you know just saving yeah. the body parts and yeah. how organized it. it is yeah you see the dates on them and they yeah, yeah. But that, that was that's when i said this this dude's more Hannibal Lecter than his <laughs> businessman, yeah, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got way more inventory yeah, than he knows how to cook needed, it, right? To 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 please his customers. I mean, that uh, um, that freezer's packed with 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 body parts, and so that's when you start to actually make that the, the connection that I think he's more, you know, more Hannibal Lecter than than businessman, which I thought was good, a good little twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you say you saved the breast for last. Oh my god, you're obsessed. You're oppressed. <laughs> you're oppressed. Oh my god, John, uh, <laughs> But um, <laughs> also we see uh, Noah meets uh, that there's survivors downstairs. Penny, she speaks mm-hmm. to Penny, and then Melissa's in there too. But Melissa's kind of almost lost it. Her mm-hmm. her sense of uh, sanity. Uh, it, she's probably the the furthest. You know, we see her leg upstairs, so. There's not much left of her, I'm guessing. It's yeah. so fucked up. It's such a fucked up situation, too. 
There's one line that actually really bothered me. I know it's what pretty. Mean. Do you? Yeah. What do you think, think I'm going to say? Is it when he leaves the room and he's like, "Try and relax, fear and yeah. stress." Uh, okay. Oh no, no. Although cases. that's fucked up. Oh, but so I don't want to talk about that. To say. That's a yeah. great. Uh, there's um, actually to unpack that. Yeah. Yeah. The the line that um, really bothered me, and I had to like pause for a minute and kind of think about it, was when it's pretty late in the game and Noah is talking to Penny through the wall and Penny seems to have like lost her resolve and mm. she's tearful and she just seems downtrodden and like not the same kind of energy that um, Noah had felt from her before. And she says the line, I don't even know who I am anymore. Mm. And that really bothered me because it just made me think like this woman is going through an experience and mentally and just like, in terms of like control over her life that's like it was so chilling to me to consider like like how much of you gets taken away bef- before you're not you anymore like what is the what is the meaning of like being a person and like at what point are you not yourself you know like how much how much of you is really you does that make any sense mm-hmm. no definitely and i feel like when you're dealing with trauma and stuff like that that's definitely an issue I mean, even well, on a she's, physical she's, level, like if you if you yeah. lose all your arms and legs and part of mm-hmm. your torso, like, are you still you or is that you over there? Is that you in the freezer? Like, what what are you, you know? And so for some reason, it, I'm not articulating it well, but something about that just kind of like um, stuck in my gut and made me feel like ill and really disturbed. That like The idea of like being forcefully, like having surgical operations done to you forcefully and things your limbs taken away parts of your body like that's horrible to think of Mm -hmm. having no control Mm -hmm. over it like it's just it's worse than just being kidnapped like like even that scene in planet terror where rose mcgowan wakes up in the hospital and her leg is missing mm -hmm. like she didn't know that was gonna happen like how fucking horrifying is that to to suddenly realize that like a huge part of your body is gone like it's not there i mean that's just so upsetting there's a lot there's a lot of military right stories and experiences that talk about the trauma of you know losing your identity along with like your your limbs there's a a great but i don't you know there's a great book called uh uh, johnny get your gun uh by dalton trumbo um Mm -hmm. johnny got his gun by dalton trumbo which is is that isn't that what the metallica yeah yeah, it is Yeah, it's that movie. Yeah. Brian Cranston, right? So it's about a soldier in World War One. He steps on a landmine and ends up losing his, I mean, he loses that, his, all, both his legs, both his arms. He loses his face, his ability to, to speak. So the entire book, and there's a film too, is all about the like psychological trip you go through when you've lost like everything but your conscious thought. And that that echoes to what these the, these women have gone through was that they had sort of lost everything but their conscious thought with the exception of like an air conditioning grate that allowed them to communicate. And it's that ability to just communicate with each other that gave ultimately gave them the strength. Well, uh, gave them the humanity the in the yeah. magazine. Yeah. yeah. And to me, to me, it's almost like, like that whole whole thing of I'm being treated like a piece of meat, literally. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a moment when Noah speaks with uh, Penny and she mentions being so stupid that she slept with Steve because they realized that she slept with them and none of them have except for Noah. And she says, uh, Penny says she's stupid. 
I mean, um, Noah says it, and Penny says, uh, no, you're not. It's not your fault, Noah. Then she breaks down. You can hear her crying on the other end. She says through tears, it's always theirs. And I feel like that's speaking on, like, survivors of, like, sexual abuse and mm-hmm. uh, yes. assault. Yeah, totally. Like Nothing mm-hmm. hit harder than that line for me. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you can hear her saying it through, like, tears. Uh, and then you can hear like the trauma in her voice, like you know, someone's wronged her other than Stephen before, like you know, Steve. Like, did Steve's we just see another Penny, one? Did we see Penny until uh, as the end was coming? Yeah, you see her in the end. Well, you see her picture yeah. before you see her. You see right. her right. But I, I love the conversation that they had. It, it was like it, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> You're just sitting there going, "Oh my god." This fucking and I, I like the message in the magazine. I kind of wish there was a little bit more of the messages, like the next magazine had the next page, or, or like there was more to figure out. Or like, there's a yeah, right. that is that's like survivor survivalist mode as well as finding any way to communicate your message out. Yeah, you know, to play on that a little more. Um, I, I think was yeah, that was interesting. I wonder which woman wrote that message because presumably it would have to be a woman. That also had some kind of favor with yeah. Steve. I almost wonder mm-hmm. if it was the to wife. To get the magazine. It I says the, if maybe no, it, it says the name. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was it Sammy. You're Sammy right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. You're right. And they you're show right, a right. picture. They show the picture when she like is yeah, looking. Let me see her and Melissa. Could you imagine that she had to eat after seeing the picture of who she was eating? Yeah. So that's, that's again, like really getting to that survivor, right? That survivor mindset, the, the how far... A human being will go in order to survive. Yeah, this was an interesting twist on that. You know how far you'd be willing to go. I mean, she even asks. Remember when she sits down to the first meal and she's like, "Is this this me?" me? Yeah. But say in a way that where I thought, like, if he said yes, that I, I, that she was going to walk away from this plan. Like she Mm -hmm. was. I think she was just. She's curious. Is this? Am I about to eat me or am I not about to eat me? (laughs) Yeah. But I'm. (laughs) One way or the other. Yeah, no, I feel confident she would have eaten it even if it were herself. Yeah, I mean, she was she was going home. I do like that the way she set it up, the way she kind of like get you know she realized like this is my only out is to just kind of charm him right now. Uh, that's all I have that I can kind of try and do is that the fact that there's I'm different from these other girls. Uh, he feels something for me, and I can I still play that. Yeah, I still have some a hand to play, and mm-hmm. I hate that. When he invites her up, when she first has the meal, like she she's moved a step closer to her freedom at that point. She's gotten closer to. Well, there's the first time she goes upstairs to try and take a shower and she blows it. She tries to get out right away. She gets a little bit of the lay of the land. But at that point, you'd think like, well, maybe all chances are gone. But she still has something because I guess he gets even, you know, he takes her ass cheek. And so she kind of shrugs that off. But there's that moment where he invites her up for dinner. And there's this gross scene where he gives her the dress or whatever and. Then he leaves like a body wash or a perfume or something. He says, uh, maybe you could freshen up. Like I just think it was, it was, lip, it was like lips. It was lipstick. Was it? And, okay. And mascara I just thought it was stuff. like, wash yourself because, you know, we're going to have some hanky panky upstairs. Like, I don't know. I like, didn't see bro. that. I saw makeup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw makeup too. Time. Like he, he put a whole thing of like the okay. mascara. She, and yeah. She does have product yeah. also. I saw that. Yeah. But the way I, the way he says it, it made it sound like use this little sink and wash up. You know? Oh, I didn't. I didn't get that. I do have to say though that dress was fucking ugly, and it was like exactly oh the God, sort of man. thing some bonehead man would pick out, thinking a girl would like. He it. thought it was ugly. Hey. Like, in the box. She's like, oh, it's pink. Not right? all men, right, John? If right. a woman likes something, she's not just going to describe it by its color. Oh, it's red. Oh, hey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's a dead like, giveaway, no. sir. Yeah. <laughs> I, she I, don't. I, she don't like it. 
Oh, it's I, inside I the blood, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I like how what you use the word phrase uh, disarmed, um, Jacqueline. Like he disarmed her at the beginning of the movie by playing mm-hmm. her. Um, you know, all of the things that she was going, her not feeling a connection, um, mm-hmm. to have like a relationship, sort of the depths, things that are real, right? Yeah. And he like turns that around on him, but in a very easier, she's just like, I got to disarm him by letting him think he can have sex. Like, that's it. Like, that's all she had to do to disarm this guy was to like get him to a point where he drops his pants and she. You know, yeah, exactly. Bites his dick off. He's so dumb. He definitely thought with the wrong head in that one, and he lost. Um, Well, I have something to say about that too. Go ahead, John. Dude, like all I got to do is put this guy in a position to think with the wrong head, and then I'm gonna rub toothpaste in his eyes, and I'm. That's a good plan. Toothpaste in the eyes was a nice touch. Yeah, and but it just shows like you sort of the different ways in which if we're talking about the male female dynamic, and and not again of everybody but just the, the, enough to form a story that you can dis, uh, disarming a woman takes like considerable amount of work to get into like the psychological aspects of like what it is we're getting to and what it is we want for and, and then for a man it's like dude let me get him let me get his pants off and i'll get him yeah. check me the enthusiasm of like her enjoying the meal that he prepared and like having another person in the fold who and i think that too that's definitely fed into his like horniness as well too yeah yeah he was like oh she's into my shit she's into me fuck yeah so that that's a perfect segue to what i was gonna comment hydroberg which it's it's not just that he's dumb and it's not just that he wants to have sex is it's that he wants his ego stroked and then he ignores the flags yes they're all there for him as well for him and he ignores them yeah. Because for him, his ego is so is so um, like paramount to anything else that like it, it's so easy for her to just appeal to that ego. All she has to do is act interested in him yeah. and act like she's into what he's into. And I mean, it was really pretty easy. So it's not just horniness. And it's not just stupidity. It's like the tremendous ego on him, which is both like oversized and yet still kind of like fragile. And mm-hmm. when shit hits the fan later and he's like chasing after the women after she's bitten his dick off, he sounds so like yeah indignant that yeah. she lied to him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you lied to me. Yeah. And like that's a major sticking point for him. It's like he almost even more than the dick, it's like he's outraged that she dared to like deceive him. Mm-hmm. That's a blow to his ego and to like mm-hmm. the respect he thinks he deserves from her. Um, and I also think it's like this extreme cockiness. There's like this arrogance to him in his knowledge or his like deep belief that he has total control over her. Like he was stupid to let her out for a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's like he's so confident in his ability to physically overpower her yep. that he doesn't even like worry about. It. He's just like, all right. And his charm. I think he still sure. thinks he has his hooks in her that he can sway her. I don't know like about that because I don't prior. know about that because she like now that she knows his plan, like she is definitely not into it and she has not yet enabled nope. her. She's not like executed her suck up kind of plan. So uh, I think it's just like supreme arrogance that he's like. But he fine. Called... I'll let her out. I can. I can overpower no, not her. No, the first I time. To. I mean, after. Yeah, the... Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the. Like I thought you meant with the show. Yeah, the first okay. time I did was just a mistake. Never mind. 
like he's like, oh, I forgot to handcuff you, and then doesn't proceed to handcuff. And she didn't do anything. Yeah. She had right. an opportunity to do something. Without he's yeah. overly confident. Some might say yeah. cocky. I'm curious. Do you think it, it, any other actor could played Steven slash Brendan? Yeah, but I mean, I think I'm sure. Stand does a phenomenal job. Like, hey, I thought the one the, the one thought I had was Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I could see that. He's charming. Well, yeah. he's charming, but he also like in some movies he just he plays this the dark. broken character, and and yeah. it was like like kind of see that. Um, well, I don't see so- Sebastian as broken in this at all. You don't think so? Like, he know- no, his character knows exactly who he wants to be. Uh, I don't think he has any issues besides. Well, he has issues, like but like insecurity and stuff like that. Like he has issues. Yes, I think that's safe to say. It's like one of the yeah. first times that he's had like somebody fight. You know what I mean? Like he's been in control this entire time. Even his relationship with his wife is like hollow. She's like a client, almost like a patient. The way yeah. he observes her, and yeah. she's that was a her looks too. Like am I it was a heartbreaking that? scene when she goes into the shower and she takes off the false leg. I I, yeah. I was like stunned by that scene i went me too knowing that oh it's coming God. i noticed that when she sits down with molly you can see yeah it brings it up and i'm like oh shit yeah. he's there the whole time i just didn't notice it you have to mm. ask yourself the same question we ask about noah like i she is in it doing the same thing noah is doing just in a yeah. different way um for yeah. for different means to an end right like she when mm-hmm. she dead you know her reaction is not the reaction of somebody who lo- just lost the man that she loves she literally yeah. was just mechanical like we need to clean him up move him out i need as you had said earlier i need to protect the business yeah. she using him as a means to an end as well and it became very clear and he didn't know it his arrogance didn't even allow him to see that he was being used by his wife he's being used Mm -hmm. by his victims he's being used by like every female around him and his arrogance just wouldn't allow him to see it Uh, and that ultimately proved to be his his downfall i gotta say those meatballs look pretty good yeah, they did. Yeah, I did not like true. seeing them squeeze out of the meat grinder, though. That was upsetting. No, no. no and then no. the um, there's just the the slight sound effects that's used when they're eating because you just know what it is. There's like there's like a moistness to it. Moist, it, very. It, it, it was subtle. I mean, it moist was a subtle. lot. It's subtle, but it's just like. But I, I also, like this, also uh, think I you know I talked about this with my wife when we watched it. I think one of the selling points is I think the food actually tasted good like yeah, she, i think so too actually think yeah. that's i yeah. think this like that like, moment where she's where you see everybody else eating when she eats it's almost like there's a connection there like something uh, something went off in her brain like yeah uh about it like but she still fights it and then throws it up so she yeah. definitely doesn't digest yeah. it I'm, I'm wondering does she throw it up because she's repulsed by it which is she is yeah her- she loved it she knows what she just did and it's just the right thing to do is to get it out i mean she she eats that meal like i don't know it just i started to think i was like you know as, as fucked up as this is i i think it kind of tastes good and that's yeah. probably good. Yeah. i i i agree jay i i think this movie like like presents it as it's one of the most euphoric things you'll ever mm-hmm. eat. So, like, yeah. you cook a steak perfectly on the 
on the grill and then you eat it and you're just like, oh, that was so good. But then you eat too much and then it's like, ugh. And then you got uh, too much Melissa in your stomach and you just got <laughs> Exactly right. Well, something that I think was interesting was that Steve was not only a doctor and a businessman, but he looked like a pretty accomplished chef as well. Like this was some Gordon yeah. Ramsay level shit. Um, that he's doing in the kitchen and he made it look so appetizing except for one thing i did not that? like how that breast meat looked yeah it yeah, looked, it looked too weird. fatty it looked too fat and like i'm very weird about kept the shape i don't like getting breast. like i don't like getting like chewy bits in my uh, meat i'm very weird about that and so that breast looked like it had too many like gross fatty parts in it and i did no like like he had cut a breast yeah he cut a breast and you know he cut a cross cross section off and then he put it in like a deli slicer yeah like a a mandoline no Mm. that did not look appetizing but like the meatball on top of the like fettuccine alfredo or whatever the parmesan shaved parmesan on top yes Mm -hmm. please save the breast for last oh my god just is that gonna be our new thing that we're gonna say every episode you get our t-shirts made Save the breast for last. That can go on the back of our "That's My Pussy" T-shirts. Yeah, oh my god, we still gotta get that. But it's in French. It says oh, yeah. "That's My Pussy," but it's in French. I don't remember how to say that in French. Sure. It says "Wee oui, wee, oui, mon chéri, the pussy is very good." Oh my god, <laughs> stupid! <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just teasing French. you. I just teasing you. No, I will. Clearly, none of us does. All right. So. I do. Is really that racist, like Jacqueline? The way yes. I said that. That I was, was racist. racist. Yes. Okay, sorry. I like the final dining scene. Smoke a cigarette and have a glass of wine. Oh Hold on, Hydroberg. John's doing his thing. Yeah, he's insulting all our French uh, listeners. Right. Damn it. There goes half of our listenership. Love our French listeners and their cuisine. Uh, they're yeah. exquisite. and Dude, they say we are, they spell it O U I. We. No, I'm just yes. kidding. Uh, Hydroberg. <laughs> yes, ahead. John. Continue. That's what uh, I do. Cannibalism's <laughs> bad. That's all I got to say. That's it the is, message yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't, cannibalism is one of those things that kind of, I don't know, bothers me. Um, when, there's not a lot in horror that bothers me, but cannibalism is just one of those things that's like, I don't know, it's a real taboo. It's a real life thing. Like just the thought of it is, I don't know, the way yeah. it's like, it, it's like, well, you're upset by raw. Thing. You're upset by raw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I like raw, but definitely yeah. get, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Can I say that, that um, this movie bothered me? Almost as much as like Cannibal Holocaust did, just because the the the, the way they kind of did it artistically, yeah, I, I it leans felt, in a different direction. Yeah, it, it was like it felt very, yeah, it felt dirty. It felt just like, ooh, this is kind of gross. Like with but this I film, it plays it. on like the decadence of like cannibalism, you know what I mean? Right, but 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 then like you get inside your own head, it's like they're <laughs> there you go uh the way they get inside your head it's like oh yeah this is delicious you kind of want to try it and you're like mm. oh fuck this oh my god eating people Ugh. like the menu but with cannibalism so yeah and i gotta tell you that's a great comparison too i started thinking about the menu yeah mm-hmm. You know, and that was a. I thought that was a, a a really good movie, but I, there was something missing about it that we don't have to unpack here. But I think what was missing in the menu, this movie actually like nailed right, Agreed. and it's like the psychology behind food mm-hmm. and and decadence and uh, you know overabundance and and how that and murder and all those yeah. things 
together, I think this movie, in a more tongue-in-cheek way, hit what what the menu was aiming for, and I think just missed. And yet, the menu is what everybody talked about, right? Like everybody right. loved that film, everybody was raving about it, and you know, for for good reason. But nobody talked about this film. This well, film because it ha- it had a theatrical release, yeah. also, so right. that yeah. did actually play a role in it. People yeah. this movie got chipped. And, and, and then like, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the menu kind of glamorized that. Um, and this movie didn't. And it just made you feel sick. I mean, there were times throughout the movie where I was like, you know, maybe I should just become vegan. Mm. <laughs> I mean, watch it. Watch There's it. Some that of these, moment like, where he says he's vegetarian, right? Yeah. He says, I don't eat animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the, not vegetarian. He does not say vegetarian. That's true. Says, I, I don't, don't eat, eat animals. animals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there were I think that's a key scenes. distinction. Yeah, I, I think there were scenes in this movie I was just like, I fucking, I don't want to eat meat anymore. This is gross. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that's the idea of a great movie. You watch something and it just viscerally affects you. Yeah. You know, just watching these, these, um, you know, these rich people just sit there and munch on it. You know, the, the one guy just sit, eats it like dog food. You yeah. know, it's like uh, ground beef. And it's just, Mm, that pate actually kind of sounded good but anyway Mm. jay i have to say you know this movie did not make me want to become a vegetarian um i'm inclined to agree with your wife about the movie that the most disturbing part about this movie is the first 30 minutes and more than putting me off meat it kind of puts me off men to be honest (laughs) with you um funny since i've watched the movie with my wife uh she seems to be put off by men too so (laughs) Steve's, Steve's actually uh he's he's doing the podcast from his spare bedroom tonight i mean steve uh jay sorry Stay, oh my god oh, I steve. Right. Jay. yeah thinking <laughs> about the character from the movie arm so jacqueline are you, you just, firing why don't you just make her a hamburger podcast? uh jay and go up there like that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make her a hamburger and i'm gonna take mm. it up and say truth get her an ugly dress and make sure to point out that you are not handcuffing her yeah and yeah. Uh, i do yeah. like that We'll go I like it. that moment too at the when they're dining. I like the whole dining uh, scene in the end, but mm-hmm. I like how she kind of uh, breaks down in front of him and kind of lures him in at that moment. With the That's breakdown. it. That's what did it, right? She yeah. calculated. Yeah. I need. I need the man. I need to be saved. Like, yeah. come, me, come in and make me Dance feel. With me. I'm mm-hmm. gonna. Book. All right. That's how I feel about that. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, well, were there any other main things you guys wanted to talk about? Oh, can I mention a couple of things? Sure. Um, y'all mentioned the menu. I also wanted to make a couple of other comparisons. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of one of the sort of echoes I got in this movie was of the shining. I feel like the sense of isolation was important of his house. And there's a scene when they're driving to his home when she still thinks everything's okay and there's like a an overhead shot of the car go- winding down this road through the forest. And it reminded me of The Shining. Um, it also reminded me of Get Out when they're heading through the forest towards her family's home. Um, but beyond just that, I felt like there was kind of a, another echo of that later after Sebastian Stan, you know, is, you know, now he's trying to survive and he's chasing after these women and he comes out of the house and he's like, ah, no, yeah. it reminded me of Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. Yeah, it does. Like, trying to it's like his last gasp you know and he's Uh trying to um make one last attempt to survive and to like get the help from like solicit help from his wife i'm sorry you know when um 
Jack Nicholson's putting on this act that he's like, you hurt my head real bad. Like, I think I need a doctor. And he's like trying to play on her sympathy, get her to turn the table back around again and get get himself back in control, basically. Um, get me out of the freezer. Come on, Wendy. Yeah. I really like, too, the escape, um, like, uh, and the, chore- the choreography of, like, the fighting when they're up upstairs and how ca- chaotic. I like that, like, when given the chance to run, that Noah goes back downstairs. She takes her time and mm-hmm. goes downstairs to release who she knows her friend is down there now because mm-hmm. she saw her phone. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, she gets Penny out of there and they f- look to see how to get Penny out of there and they see the huge stairs and they're like, oh shit. And then they, they bring that dumbwaiter back into play, yeah. which I liked. That was yeah. good. I, think, I like how they kind of all swing on them <clears throat> for moments and, you know, uh, the, what's her name's crawling on the floor. She grabs the blade and they hit him with the meat tenderizer and they're just like overpowering them as best they can. Yeah. Pretty impressive considering they're all missing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a vibe of a saw. Um, like if John Kramer had an appetite, um, you know, just like torturing them slowly. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I got kind of that vibe of saw, not, I could see, uh, shining. Um, mm. I don't know. Well, the other vibe I got was misery and the cat yeah. and mouse game between captor yeah. and captive. Yeah. Right. When they're getting out. That was that was pretty strong to me. Um, well, j- not just that, but ongoing, like the little mind games that they play with each other, and the various attempts and like uh, pivots that she makes to try, like, okay, uh, I'm gonna play it this way. Is that gonna work? I'm gonna try to get a shower. No, that doesn't work. Okay, I'm gonna try to like suck up to him. You know, so like these little uh, mental pivots that she does to try to uh, find the find the path out. Yeah, right. and the uh, the scene uh, when she bites his dick off. <laughs> he deserves it it's satisfying but fuck is it tough to watch as a man and i'm like ouch i kind of wish there was a moment where we just saw like his either like still attached but brutally mangled penis no i want to see the stump on the floor (laughs) because i couldn't tell whether she got it all off or just like it's hanging like that's that's the connection like yeah about it right there wasn't enough blood i wanted to see more blood just like streaming from his crotch but he sat on her face i mean yeah it was on her face i love that yeah. yeah In my imagination, it's it's gone everywhere. I I, I wanted to see like the end of Revenge, where like there's blood all over the walls, and it's just his dick blood just spraying everywhere. <laughs> yes. How'd you get the beans above the frame? <laughs> <laughs> we got a bleeder. <laughs> oh boy, something about Mary, huh? There's something about that. That's next week's movie. It's been so many years since I thought of that. <laughs> Blank beans. <laughs> he was masturbating <laughs> from the movie. Oh man! Now I want to watch that immediately. So do I. Oh god. <laughs> All right. Jay, you think you wanted to say something uh, before yeah, ahead, if you're trying to jump in? Oh, so connection I made, and it's a non-horror connection, but just in style. Uh, the end of the film, just sort of this film that built to this frenetic ending. It, it reminded me of uh, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if you've seen that. And somebody mentioned that the Terrence mm-hmm. film that it had a very similar like it just built to this like frenetic, violent, cr- really intense ending. Um, and I, I thought there were echoes, echoes to that. But it played uh, it played so well. I just I thought it was an ending that was earned by again by the first 30 minutes it earned that ending 
And I thought, like, you you know, you're making a horror movie here. It, it is it's got give your audience what they want to see. And I thought she, you know, Mimi Cave gave it to us. It was stylish. It worked. And it wasn't like 30 minutes. It was like 10 or 12 minutes. So I thought that worked, too. It was just enough to really, like, wet our appetite, wet our appetites. <laughs> yeah, this fucking movie, like, had a really, really good ending. I, yeah, I, I mean, again, yeah. like every everything we went through was just like, oh, satisfying. Okay, I and agree. You well know done. it, right? Even if you're one of those, like, well, I know we're gonna get this kind of ending. Like, sure, oh, got it. Fine, we got it. Right, but yeah. Yeah. but it, if you're gonna get do it well, she mm-hmm. did it well. It was really well done. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I was totally cool with the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Same. I would have felt cheated if Noah had not made it or even if Molly or Penny had not made it to the end. Um, It's just like the kind of audience that this is going to hit for. Like we want to see we want to see these women survive. We like Mm -hmm. we do. This is not one of those times when we want a bleak ending. This was a satire and we want to see things right in the end, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So and, and plus, because, as Jay said, it was earned. Like it's mm-hmm. satisfying and it works because it was earned. There are so many ways that this could have gone wrong and not hit the way that it did. But um, I think maybe and it ends really with the, it. her phone getting service and you see Chad. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, of course. Are you up? Fucker. Yeah. He's fucking stupid. <laughs> well, and, and again, if I didn't mean to say him. you were ugly. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh, right comparison now? to last week's movie, Pearl. You know, and, and it's like we didn't all agree on the very ending of like her doing that kind of tilted smile. And it was just mm-hmm. like this was so much more satisfying. It just mm-hmm. felt like I don't know if I agree, but I, I, all right. Me and personally, I have an issue. I think it's just different. I think they're going for different things. Um, no. I have some issues with the ending, actually, on this film, but that's just OK. Uh, do you want to say like, those now or like, do you want to wait? No, I mean, it's fine. I, I like everything that leads up to when they get up, up top. I don't really like the up top part. I think it's added on the wife showing up with the courier and and then Paul running away. Just uh, I feel like it, the film felt much more tighter until that very the last 10 minutes for me. Last 10 minutes. And I, it was the first time I viewed it. And this time, too, it still kind of stuck with me. Just sort of like, all right, they're left out in the woods. There's no closure. Oh, that's OK. Like, you don't need all of it. But like, that's why I'm just like, if Paul at least had come back with some cops or something like with his tail between his legs or something like at least he mm. did something that helped out or whatever like oh okay. uh, he ran yeah, and got I the got authorities that. or yeah. something because he helped he heard gunfire i don't know i just want to i don't know i get it though you don't want this nobody should show up and save the day either like these girls handle the things on their own i just for some reason something about the topside stuff just felt i don't know i love the way sebastian comical. stan looked at the end of this movie you know the Stephen Brennan. Just, oh my god i mean he was just like like so bloated and just i did like his got death. Fucked up. like i do like oh when they, they tag yeah. i like when they tag up on him and we get to see like these intercut moments again of the yeah. people yeah, yeah. eating the meat but it's like they're mm-hmm. eating him sort of you know yeah um the one girl even takes a bite out penny takes a bite out of him like just to bite him Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad we get that moment of the girls get, like getting them. But for some reason, I like the moments of getting out of the house more, and it, they seem so much more serious. And then when we get up top, there's a little bit more of that comedy. Just like it deflates it a little bit. Yeah, I so hate it. Like just, he, she says, "Smile for me," and like yeah, allows back. Yeah, that's fun. Give you that, yeah, that Sebastian Stan million dollar smile. There, it's still there under the bloated, yeah. broken 
<laughs> it is. I think yeah. it's just the wife part that kind of like, I don't know, there's the wife showing up just, there's like a couple moments in the end that just feel tacked on and I'm just like, all right, they're kind of trying to circle it up you know, and close these loose threads in the story, which were sort of moments uh, like Paul's character and the wife. I, I, the film could have been just as good without them in the film, honestly. Like they just didn't really feel like that developed as compo- as opposed to like Penny as a side character and Molly as the best friend and Stan and I mean, uh, what's her name? Um, you know, the main character and the antagonist. Uh, yeah, so like I, those characters felt better. I yeah, I don't know if I agree with that because the 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 Munchausen syndrome or whatever it was that, that uh, she Stock- felt Stockholm. Uh, Stockholm. Sorry, but the, 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 the way she so yeah, okay. Um, the way she felt like she just had to protect this whole thing, you know, kind of added to the story for me. You know, the way the wife was kind of like, no, let's keep it all in intact in and then keep it going. I, I agree with that, John. And I also think that, you know, it's not like crucial to the storyline, but I do think it's like just a dash of something that mm-hmm. this character of Anne, she at first appears to be like a friend. You know, mm-hmm. like she seems like she could be a source of help. She seems sympathetic. She lets uh, Molly into the house and you think like, oh, maybe, you know, she seems she's at least listening to the story, which the first time I saw this, I was surprised she even let her into the house. Um, but you don't know she's in on it at first. And yeah, so it's know, like man. the first time I saw her, I was like, this bitch looks like, I don't know. Well, like I thought it. she looked like a bitch, but I, yeah. but you know, yeah. I, I was expecting her to be like, get the fuck out of here. You yeah. like, Don't you talk about my husband. You don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Get out of my house. Get out of my neighborhood. Right. I like I the idea you. of her being like possibly, you know, she's obviously one of his victims and became his wife. Like, yeah. I think that's interesting. I just think her character is a little underdeveloped. I, I well, loved her fast turn in that scene, though. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it was just like she was all about her husband. And, and that by the very end, she shows up. She's kind of like a trauma. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got my monster henchman and I'm here. <laughs> where's, where's my husband, you know? Well, she's and like, I like in in any horror or suspense movie, I always love when you have a glimmer of hope. And then it's dashed to pieces. Yeah. And so to me, that's like that adds to the sense of hopelessness and it adds to the conflict and it makes it that much harder for your characters to like dig their way out of their problem. Um, mm-hmm. You have somebody that you thought could be at least if if nothing else neutral, but hopefully yeah, a source of hope or, you know, assistance in some way. And then but then they turn on you and it's not that at all. And you're even worse off than you thought you were. To me, that's effective in building horror. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I guess, <laughs> I guess we're done. Right? I guess um, so. All right. You guys ready to do ratings? We yeah. are. All right. Cool. Jacqueline, yeah. you picked Fresh from 2022. How are you feeling about it? As I said before, this to me was the best movie of 2022. Um, it may be one of my top 10 horror films of all time. I think... I think it does everything almost perfectly. Um, I can see some of the complaints that that you had, Hyderberg, about the character of Paul and whatever. But for me, it wasn't really enough to matter. I think Paul was useful in some ways. Like he was at least somewhat useful in providing information that allowed yeah. Molly to sort of continue on her search. And like sometimes you just need that. You just need a character who um, help helps a character get information sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know yeah, what they're good for like he was part of the situation and sort of like a, an npc in a video game yeah he's like kind of in a tangential way so um and you know he seemed like a cool character i do agree with you i would have liked to see more of him 
I just, you seem to want to see more of him in the end. I, I'm fine. I'm kind of fine with the fact that he just like disappears and cuts out. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of him in his relationship with Molly, like maybe see, that the, been interesting too. you know, a, like the last date between them or maybe them texting each other that he's like, how come you don't want to see me? I don't know, but something to build more on that relationship because the little bit that we did see actually looked really interesting. Mm. And so I, and that's the thing is like, I think he's meant to be a throwaway character, but I think the writing in this movie is so good that like, he's more interesting of a character than he really should be. Probably. And so right. it kind of makes you want more when you're not really supposed to want more from him. Like he just is what he is, but he's so well-written and well-acted that it seems like he should play a bigger role. So the the writing was too good. So, <clears throat> um, so I, again, I get what you were saying with that. I just, to me, it doesn't constitute you know, a major like deduction of points for for that. Um, I do like the wife's character. I think it makes it extra haunting that this woman is an enemy to our protagonist. Um, I think that's really interesting and like unfortunately true in spirit. I'm not saying that there's like scores of women out there who are like helping their husbands kill and eat people, but um, there are women who turn on other women. There are women who make things harder for women um i mean look at battered wives that just defend the their abuser you know what i mean yeah um yeah end up you know kind of going along making excuses for why it's happening yeah and we don't often get political on the show and i don't really intend to now but there are women in this country who vote against their own interests and the interests of women Mm -hmm. that's all i'm going to say about that but um that's uh an unfortunate reality and I think it adds to the tension here. Um, I think it's really, really interesting that we have this character who was once a victim of this man herself, but has like gotten herself into this weird marriage. It's it's very bizarre, and I, I actually find it chilling. Um, I love all of the acting performances. I think all of the writing is spot on. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think there's so many layers to this movie. It's so relatable, but at the same time, it doesn't get too bleak and heavy. It's not a Henry portrait of a serial killer. Um, It's, you know, there's some lightheartedness to it. There's a sort of a humorous satirical bent that keeps it from getting too unbearable, I think, because this could go in a martyr's direction, I feel. Yeah um and this doesn't yeah and but it doesn't do that and now i love martyrs like martyrs is one of my favorite movies that we've covered on this show actually but there's something to be said for a movie that can keep it a little bit lighter um to kind of let you swallow it a little bit more easily if you know what i'm saying Mm. um know what you're saying yeah And so I, I like that. I think it strikes the right tone. I forget who said it, but when he all said it, it was super stylish. And I agree with that. Just like visually, um, the the home that he lives in, it has this really awesome mid-century mod. It's like the epitome of the mid-century modern um, aesthetic. And uh, I yeah, feel like Bond it's... Villain. Yeah. And it's supposed to kind of evoke <laughs> this like kind of a more traditional sense of like masculinity, like the roles that men and women are supposed to play and how fully he's bought into that and how um, these women in his orbit are are not having it. <laughs> um, it is, this, this is not the role they want to play. So um, the, everything about it, I think, is great. I love Daisy Edgar Jones. I love Sebastian Stan. Yes, I could imagine other 
actors in both of these roles, but but I don't know if they could do better than this. I think they might be able to do as well, but I don't know. I don't know if if you could get better um, interplay between them. I think they had really great chemistry, and if that had not worked, I think the whole movie would have been shit. But the the chemistry between them totally works. I don't know what kind of like rehearsal time they spent or what they did in fleshing out the backstories of their characters, but the two of them worked really well together. Uh, and I think Sebastian Stan is like a like a, a great actor of our time. I really do. Um, I I look forward to seeing more of his career. Um, Daisy Edgar Jones. I'd only ever seen her before in Normal People. Um, which I think might also be a Hulu show, but it's this Irish series. Um, she's great in that too. It was like a surprise to me to see her in something so different. That's like a pretty serious drama, but <clears throat> um, I digress a bit. I just, there's something about this movie that like really hits on women's experiences. And um, I mean, I could tell you stories about, <laughs> about my dating years, but uh, just the way that we kind of have to navigate the world um, with with men in it, <laughs> not all men, but yeah, we like we have to think about a lot of things. And I think that this movie does a great job of exaggerating um, some of the real everyday things that we have to think about. So, um, yeah, I love this movie. It's it's to me an instant classic. I think it's criminally underseen and underrated, and I give it. 10 out of 10 breasts for last. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Do do, huh? Oof, hold All on. right. Jay, what do you say? Yeah, buddy. That's my favorite uh, song. <laughs> breast yeah. for last. Save the breast for last. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I agree. Um, 10 out of 10 uh, breasts for last. Uh, I thought it was, I, I thought it was, one of the best movies I saw of last year. Um, I agree with you. I think this movie is firmly rooted in satire. Um, And, you know, great novelist Philip Roth said satire is moral outrage uh, transformed into uh, into art. Um, And I think that's what this was. This is moral outrage at its undercurrent for a lot of different things uh, that's transformed into a very stylish, uh, updated sort of really fun movie um so yeah i'm with you 10 out of 10 uh best movie i saw can't believe it wasn't nominated and i say that honestly like i this film should deserve you know we nominate 10 movies these days for best picture i i I can't believe it's not one of the 10 best and it should have been in those best screenplay as well that's my boy (laughs) john yes you say about fresh to death Well, we did a very fantastic movie last week called Pearl. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was my first time watch watching that movie. Uh, this is the first time watch for Fresh. This is one of those movies that really did fly under my radar because it did go straight to Hulu, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to watch a Hulu movie. I'm glad I watched it this time. What's that? Hulu's got some good stuff on it. Uh, yes, I do. Um God, and Jacqueline, you brought it up. Like, who could take Sebastian Stan's spot in this, uh, the the Steve slash Brendan? Um, maybe William Bradley Jack. Cooper? I mean, yeah. I think he might be a little on the old side for that. But, yeah, I think he's a good enough actor. I think he's No, I, I think Bradley Cooper is, like, a good enough looking guy. But if you put him in some makeup where he looks like shit, you know, he, he looks like a villain. 
you know, but Sebastian Stan killed it in this movie. Uh, I do want to go watch that Pam and Tommy Lee movie. That's good. Uh, I heard it was. Um, I want to see that. He doesn't drive his dick with a a boat with his dick. I don't. Oh, you're talking to his baseball bat? I've actually seen that video. Um, Not on the movie. Um, No, this movie was so goddamn good. I actually enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Pearl. Um, The acting was fantastic. The score was so good. And it just, you know, there there were points in times in this movie where I, I kind of felt sick because I'm watching human beings eat this meat and you realize what it is. It's very visceral. So I'm going to give this a um, 9.5 out of 10. Uh, what was the score? Breasts for last. How do you forget Bre- it? Bre- you are the one who has been saying it like I'm nonstop. Sorry. All right, 9.5 out of 10 <laughs> breasts for last. Sorry. Okay. All oh, right. Okay. 9 out of 10. Cool. 9.5 out of 10. What did I say? Nine? Oh, yeah, 9.5. Half is important in a film like that. Half it's not perfect, but I'm going to watch it again. And I actually, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to enjoy it even more after I watch it again. Let us know if you change that score after the second like time. Like some film. leftovers, you know? Yeah. Leftovers for sure. Sometimes they're yeah. better the next day. Yeah. Save the breast for last. Absolutely. <laughs> oh I God. like I, I know I like to have Melissa cold the next morning. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Actually, this is I heard a funny joke the other day. I don't know how funny you'll find it, but uh oh boy. How am I so funny? If, if, if you have sex with a corpse in a waterbed, it feels like it's participating. I saw a meme. I saw that meme recently. Yeah, Maybe it was it. on the Slack. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, but... think, I, I think I'm the one that put it there. Oh, were you the one that posted? Of course you were. <laughs> you are the one that posted it. <laughs> Reading it. Two different things. Anyway, I'm probably Hyperbird, on the list You just sent now. out red flags to like all I the know. women on that Slack chat. <laughs> we just lost all of our listeners ever. Yeah. I'm not. I don't use the Slack chat as a dating tool anyway. So I know. I know. It's just teasing you. Um, all right. All so, right, so Hydroberg, what do you think? Uh, so there's some really good acting in this. You guys are right. Uh, all the players deliver, uh, but especially Stan and Jones, I think they especially deliver. They have a great dynamic. They have chemistry. Um, their role, they have a role reversal at one point um, in the film. It's and it's it's believable. Um, they definitely carry the film because it's it is sort of like a bottle film. It mainly takes place around this one location uh, for the most part. I really like the premise. It took, like I said earlier, it just took some things that we're familiar with, but like it put a spin on it, you know, cannibal film being held against your will. Like, but like it all, it did a lot, a lot of similar things differently. And I think it stood out. Um, it went under the radar for a lot of people, but I think anybody that's seen it is like going to talk about it. I do think it plays, oh, it, there's a lot of themes that play here that warrant discussion. We touched on some of them, you know, like toxic masculinity, uh, human trafficking. It could be, you know, a message for stuff like that as well. I mean, similar situations. They're not being eaten, but they're being held against their will by people like this and then transported. Who knows? Uh, the awkward dating world for women in general, just online dating, period, um, is tricky. And just like any other you know, thing in the real world, there's, there's danger, inherent danger to it that you have to be careful about. Um, you have to follow your instincts sometimes and let a friend know where you are or follow, you know, red flags are there for a reason. Like, be take note of them. Uh, if something feels like it's too good to be true, it might be, you know, like, and take time with the situation. We see what someone's willing to go through for survival, like the dire situation. They're willing to eat another human being if possible, just to get the fuck out of that situation. So they don't get eaten. Um, 
and I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting too to see the depths of like self indulgence that the ultra wealthy would go to. That's why it, it this resonates for like that sect of people because they they've achieved they they've peaked. They don't know what else is there. You know what? I'll eat a fucking human. That's how you get like the most dangerous game too. Like, oh, I've hunted everything. Now I want to hunt a human because I have the money. I can do it. Yeah. And that's the yeah. kind of world we're seeing in this. Uh, and I feel like that's a real world we live in now. Like people, there might be a program like this somewhere. Who knows? Um, Overall, I think the film's really well made. I think it's really well directed. It looks gorgeous. It's got a great score. Um, there's some really good editing. Some It's crafted really well for the most part. Uh, pretty slick, actually, especially for a Hulu film. Uh, the length for me is a little bit of an issue. Um, it's not like overly long, but I think it, I felt like it could have been a little tighter in certain areas. I mentioned that ending scene because um, for the most part, it is a pretty tight film. Uh Paul showing up for me, I mentioned it just running away. It just felt odd. Like the the sentiment of people in real life getting scared, I get, um, and running away like that did make me laugh. I get it's like a satire a little bit. There's a mix of things going on in this film. So sometimes there's seriousness played with satire. And it's uh, that was one of those moments that just like, I don't know, it didn't gel for me as much. And I I thought ultimately spending time with his character felt a little bit wasted, like where we could have maybe developed the wife more with that time or something. And I would have found that dynamic more interesting than just another dude who shows up and then doesn't do anything. I don't know. Like it, I, I get, I, I get that this is a ladies' movie. Some of the, some of the male characters felt a little tropey to me, like in a negative light. Like they almost all felt a certain way to me. And I get it. It's written and directed by women, so like, and it's it has it comes from that aspect too. And I get like in this dating world, that's obviously how most women are gonna see men. And so I get it. It's it's kind of portraying that like this is how. This is how Noah sees the world. You know what I mean? At this moment in life, uh, you know, when she's buying drugs at the drugstore and there's a creepy dude tasting milk or whatever, like there's just weird shit going on. You got to be you got to be wary of of the world you live in, you know, and I guess through love and stuff like that, she gets swept off her feet. She forgets about those those creepy men because, you know, Steve's so charming. So I get I get the the message at play here and I, I, I don't begrudge it. I just felt like some of that part felt a little heavy handed for me. Like I was like, all right, I get it. Like. Um, and the very ending just didn't satisfy me as much as you guys. I, I love the buildup to it. I love the through line of this entire movie. I just felt like that very end felt a little rushed to just the wife showing up and they're running around the compound. It just felt a little silly compared to the seriousness of what just played out in the house and what's going on downstairs in this dungeon. And I don't know, for me, that was a moment where I kind of didn't want as much satire. I kind of wanted it to, but I do like the ending joke. I like the smile, give me a smile. And I like the whole like, what, he's married? Like, because she didn't know who the fuck Anne was at that moment. She didn't know who that was. Molly was the only one who had that information. Yeah. Um, but overall, I do think it ties together well. And I would watch it again. This is my second watch. But I don't know. For me, it's not a perfect film. I, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 uh, breasts or less. I think that's generous. And I think it could grow on me, too. Um, there's some great performances here. And it's a good... Uh, like Jacqueline, you mentioned, I don't, maybe, maybe this isn't a, uh, because of what it implies, but you mentioned like date movies sometimes. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe this would be a good movie to watch with someone, not like a first date, but like a film like, hey, do you like horror? This, there's a lot of themes here. Maybe you'll, uh, I don't know, it'll resonate with a woman. Um, obviously, you know, you don't want to be like too heavy handed about it, but like maybe she would enjoy this kind of film. It's got great performances. It's got a, a you know, a hunky dude in the, in the lead role, except you'll know, find out he's a vile dude, but I don't know. I feel like it's a safe movie for a man to take a woman to. It's a riskier movie for a woman to take a man to. 
I think it's risky for a man to lead the woman's direction and then yeah. be like, I don't know how I'm yeah. going to look to her after this film. Yeah. Like, she might just not um, see me. The toothpaste? No. No. That's <laughs> not good. I'm not going to eat you after the movie, I swear. I just mean, I think, like, uh, most women would feel kind of, like, rah-rah after seeing this movie. Like, yeah! yeah. Like, they would, I think they would connect with it. Buy these dick off! Oh. Go. Like if I were dating a dude and I was like, hey, like if it were a first date and I said, hey, let's watch this movie. I think the dude would be like, oh, she's a man hater. Like, you mm. know, I just think it would be no. a risky prospect. Uh, I agree with that. I, I'm not sure I'd see it that way. Uh, well, you, you guys cool are face. special. You guys are, are more evolved than certain. Yeah, we're, we're those guys when, when someone says not all guys. We're those other guys. Yeah, right? I know. I know. We're, not we're all the men. not all guys. The th- yeah, there's three of us. You guys are the three good yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah By I the just, way. Uh, I feel very uncomfortable from my waist below. Right <laughs> yeah, now. that's the other thing is like a dude is probably gonna be like, why is she showing me this movie? Like, I don't know if Ooh. I trust her <sighs> in my crotchal area, but oh, or- um to speak of tonight or any night. <laughs> I'm staying away from Colgate from the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, Colgate. The keys come back into play too when she ends up killing yeah, her. They do. Well, not killing her, but wounding her. Another thought about Paul, just the more the more we talk about this. Um, I think there's there's kind of another connection with Get Out. I feel like you you kind of approached this point earlier, Hyderberg, but I think there's another connection with Get Out, which is that like this is a young black man in like a very wealthy probably like yeah. predominantly white neighborhood and like he probably automatically does not feel safe in that neighborhood i'm imagining that opening scene with andre and get mm-hmm. out yeah and he has a gunshot which he could be like i'm trespassing right now and someone's shooting him yeah like he could totally get shot i get it um, i just and just he would be having a different i think he's having a different experience than maybe a young white man would be having um you know investigating this area and investigating this house that he's you know, just pinned on his phone. So I think there's maybe some commentary there too about like how secure he is in this situation. Um, yeah. And his need to get the fuck out. So what if, what if Chad just showed up at the end, save the day with his scarf? If Chad like he, disar- the- he disarms Steve with the scarf. Wraps it up. Like Steve goes to stab him with the knife and, and, and he, yeah, he just gently him like with the scarf. His scarf oh. is like Indiana yeah. Jones. hip. <laughs> And then he's yeah. like, and he opens up his jacket. He's like, I brought fucking Uber Eats too. <laughs> if that's how this movie Here, ended, babe, I would give it my zero vape. out of 10 stars. Take my vape, Same. Babe. Same. Yeah, I, I would be, I'd be like, oh. It would be our God, second really? zero I'm surprised on he wasn't vaping. I'm very guys. surprised they didn't make him a vapor. They probably, yeah. He yeah, he looked like the kind of guy. That, that was a funny scene when he dipped his uh, scarf into the uh, lo mein. And it, mm-hmm. it, it was just like. Oh my god! This is my favorite scarf. Hey, excuse me, uh, yeah. lemon, uh, bubbly soda. Bubble, yeah. You know, bubbles, and I love the look bubble, that she gives him. Bubbles? Yeah, <laughs> I thought she gave the, the look to gives, Noah. Not him, yeah, like, Noah. Like, oh my god, yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, why are you with this? Guy? Uh, oh. With no accent, and he was no. just so offensive with it. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> red flag, red flag. But at least she was dressed like his mom, Jay. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's what so much Jacqueline do you have any trivia about this movie I do have some trivia not much to be honest with all you. real I... people that they ate John it's true no I'm just kidding um yeah there's not a ton I was expecting a little bit more actually but um all right so this was Mimi Cave's directorial debut and may I say brava nice. good for you Mimi 
Nicely done. Yep. Um, that was sure. a hell of a, a hell of a debut in my mm-hmm. in my eyes. Where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> Um, none of the movie was filmed in Portland, um, but it, it seems to take place in Portland. Um, when he, when sh- her location pings on on the GPS, it shows like an area of Portland. So I guess they're supposed to be in Portland. Hmm. Um, oh, the age difference between Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan was rather significant. She was twenty three uh, during filming, and he was thirty nine. So it's, six- <laughs> it's not massive, like, but sixteen oh. years, it's not insignificant. Yeah, it's, know, you know, that's, that's a difference. No, I feel like their I... characters didn't have that big of a gap. I don't think no. so. I like I, no, no, they're both great looking actors. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. no, not that big of a deal. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read that kind of age difference into the characters. Like, I kind yeah. of thought they seemed like early thirties and mid thirties, or like thirty yeah. and thirty five, maybe. Yeah. Did you feel like the chemistry was there between them? <laughs> More me? so than him and his wife. Fuck yeah. Oh, you, you really? Yeah, I didn't feel that. You didn't like the chemistry between them? No, I no? didn't. No. Oh, really? I thought that's what carried the film. Yeah. I, no, I, I just, I, I, I thought they both had this like, like, like very um, alpha type, type uh, actor where it was just like they were button heads, but it, it was fun. I, I didn't have a problem with it. So. Hmm. hmm. Okay, I did. Yeah, I didn't uh, see it that way. But... You gave it a uh, nine point five. So yeah. I did. <laughs> so I, 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 I love the movie. I love the movie. I just I I didn't like their chemistry together uh, yeah. as much as you know. chemistry is worth half a point deduction, right? It's yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not a ten. Jacqueline got a code. Okay, that's, no, that's fine. I'm just I, I'm just a little surprised. <laughs> to me, if the chemistry hadn't worked, it would have been like a three for me. Yeah. But uh, but hey, half a point hours. Yeah. Um. So there's a point where Penny tells Noah, like, I hope he fucking chokes. When she's kind of like mm. in the midst of her breakdown, she's like, I hope he fucking chokes. So when Noah and Steve are having dinner together for the first time, there's a song. It's like an instrumental version of Exit Music by Radiohead, <laughs> which has the closing lines. We hope that you choke, that you choke, repeated three oh, times. So nice. Nice. Care was taken in the soundtrack, it appears. Uh, the screenwriter, Lauren Kahn, she said that she was a fan of the horror genre growing up and she wanted to write a film that would appeal to people who were horror fans and people who are not horror fans. I, I think I think this is successful in that way. I feel like yeah, there agreed. are a lot of non-horror people who could watch this and really enjoy it. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why there really isn't like a lot of blood. Like there really isn't a ton of blood in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to play the character of Steve, Sebastian Stan sent Mimi Cave an audition video featuring himself dancing with a knife a in his pick. hand. He sent her a dick pic. <laughs> You're hired. You're such a douchebag. You're hired. It showed up in the in the film uh, when she got was, that. Right? Yeah, he thought he was going for the Chad role. He was like, "I want to. I want that Chad character. He's got a lot of depth. Yeah, where's a scarf." Oh, God. Anyway, he said the dance sequences were a big concern for her. And just in case she had any doubts that I could do it, I recorded myself in this video. So oh, wow. that was his audition. Um, it was filmed in uh, British Columbia in Canada. He's the winter soldier. That's all it needs. That's all you need. But I, you know what? I, I, I don't understand that reference. A piece of though that so i am like a diehard i love marvel films and he's fantastic in the as is the winter soldier and bucky but the idea that like he came out of these this franchise and he's sending an audition tape to a mm-hmm. first 
director and a small independent uh, uh, horror uh, movie, I, I think speaks volumes of like who he wants to be as an actor and an artist. And, you know, I give him a, I give him a lot of credit. I, I'm not sure how many franchise Marvel actors are sending audition tapes to first yeah, time. Very true. Well, did he do that Pam and Tommy Lee uh, show on Hulu? Yes. That's, that that, that kind of got him into this, right? I mean, did maybe he do, working I don't with know Hulu. which one. I don't know which one came first. Uh, they were that, coming out around the same time, I think. Really? I credit for doing that, too, which is a distinctly different role than uh, yeah. <laughs> the Winter Soldier. So, you know, he's he's really shown some, like, real range, right? He's like, he can play a franchise. Range. Hero. He's, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got Tommy Lee and he's got <laughs> Steve. St- Dr. Steve. Yep. Steve. Dr. Steve. Brendan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Nick, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about Dr. Billy? Uh, Dr. Dr. What? Uh, Dr. I'm going to need you to put Dr. this ointment on. Put some ointment on there and uh, call me in uh, two days. Uh, take two of these and uh, call me in a couple of hours. Uh, Uncle Bernard Love. Jay, this is stemming from like two years ago. Um, we did an episode uh, on Black Christmas. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but there's like these obscene phone calls where he's making these disgusting noises into the phone. And in trivia, we learned that Black Christmas was one of Elvis's favorite uh, movies. And so this is this voice that they do is a combination of Billy from Black Christmas and Elvis. So, all right. Well, that's... Black his favorite movie. That's fantastic. <laughs> Give me makes Elvis order. even better. Peanut butter and banana sandwich. Oh, Fry that baby up. Yeah. <laughs> and then That's call Dr. Hunk Billy. Of... I got to get yeah. my cholesterol checked. Yeah. I got to take shit. Here we go. <laughs> oh, God. You might not <laughs> make soon? it out of there. Too soon? Too soon? Too soon? It's, Too soon? I mean, it's been 50 years, I think. Sorry. I yeah. That's not dead, guys. To. Come on. No, I was yeah. just going to say, uh, you got to believe he's dead for it to be too soon. I just saw him uh, down the street last week. Yeah, he's, he's in a, he's in a nursing home with uh, JFK. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, not to I saw him in Boise, Idaho. He was playing at the uh, Boise, Idaho Fair. Mm. I feel like Jay was the only one who got my Bubba Hotep reference. I got anyway. it, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got an Ozzy Davis. JFK. Yeah, there you go. JFK. I got it. Uh, so uh, with the premiere of Fresh, there was like a, a an in-person premiere with red carpet and all that. Um, but instead of an after party, the premiere had a pre-screening reception um, with a large table with food on it, cleavers hanging on the wall, glass jars filled with raw meat, and boxes of snacks shaped like body parts. <laughs> it sounds great. Yes. So bravo to, to whoever came up with that idea. That's wonderful. So, we keep talking about how fresh is kind of underrated and underseen and all this, but um, it it has done quite well for having been like a Hulu release. Um, it was the second most streamed movie across. Oh, I just closed my app. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. It was the second most streamed movie across all platforms in the U.S. during the week of March 4th uh, to March 6th. So that's pretty good. Like the second most streamed movie across all platforms for that week. Um, and the sixth most streamed movie than the following week yeah it pops up on the hulu search is one of the top streams like when Mm -hmm. you search for something Mm -hmm. top streams it's got like the list it's like right there it's still one of the top stream movies so yeah yeah here yeah all by pam and tommy lee you go from right just kidding did you say you have not watched that yet john i have not 
Oh, I recommend it. It's um, it's to me, I think it's quite a sympathetic look at Pam Anderson. Uh, yeah, and I watched the source material when I was a kid, so that's all right. <laughs> well, I so much insight into the articles, John. Reading the source material since we started, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> got Sebastian and Tommy. Why not bring it up? <laughs> that all dude right. can drive. Never mind. Oh, oh. Right, never mind. I, he can, can be back like twenty feet and drive a boat. So. Yep. John, mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. review this movie, let's put it on the schedule, okay? Yeah. That's the proper channel for discussing these things. What, the actual Pam and Tommy Lee video? Yes, put it on the schedule. That's Just what we're for the covering Patreon. next week. We should save it for the Patreon. The Fuck Patreon no. we've been talking about for two years and have yeah. never started. <laughs> nope, that's my next, next pick. All right, Pam and Tommy <laughs> Lee, the actual movie. All right, well... I think that about does it for fresh unless there was any other last minute stuff you guys want to add. Um, This was a great conversation. Um, I loved, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I've been like more excited about this episode than any other for quite a while. And Jacqueline, I texted you and Hyderberg that I was very excited. You picked this movie because fuck, this was good. Oh my God. This was so so glad you liked it. Oh, it's always gratifying when I pick something and you guys actually like it. I went and through Jake, a phase where I was picking a lot of really badly received. Not at all. Yeah, whatever, and Jake, yeah, Jay actually brought it up that that we didn't get actually the title sequence until like 33 minutes into the movie. 32 minutes and like 34 seconds. Or yeah, it was fantastic. I just went like, fuck, Whoa. this is meta. This is meta as fuck. And you're like, yes, thank you. So thank you, Jacqueline. Um, I enjoyed this really more glad. than Pearl. I enjoyed this. I, more I did than too, Pearl. and yeah. I'm I'm pleased that we're on the same page with that. Mm-hmm. Jay, I I loved having you on. Thanks for being my friend. Thanks yeah. for coming on the show. Thank yeah. you for being a friend. Yeah, you know you really do. Your your show is fantastic. I'm a big fan. Um, keep at it. Um, yeah, I I apologize for the uh, Austin Powers moment. You know, <laughs> billion dollars and it's. <laughs> Eighty million. <laughs> Two million hey, bring me on to be the horror expert. You know that's <laughs> guys. So, uh, <laughs> Eddie, you guys are great. Oh, thanks, Jay. Uh, we fucking but- love you, Jay. Come back on anytime you want to, buddy. Thanks, man, appreciate I- it. I've already put you on the schedule, Jay. Without your oh shit, oh, oops. Oh. So, um, <laughs> so it's it's a few months off, but I've already penciled you in for something. So, mm-hmm. um, just fucking be there. <laughs> yeah. Lou, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, fellas, John Heidelberg, we have something very special starting next week. Should we share it? Oh, uh, yeah. Or should I'm we make so it a excited. surprise? No, we I'm, can share it. No, no, let's do it. Let's come on, guys. Next week's my pick, but I want to throw is. it to Jacqueline because there's a uh we're doing something different. We are doing something different. So should I share? Yeah, tell them what you Please. came up with. Okay. Can I bring up the past? Is normally we did like Halloween movies or Halloween yes. themed movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jacqueline came up with this brilliant idea, and um, fearless leader, please continue. Well, I was getting a little worried that as time goes on, we're going to run out of doing Halloween-themed movies during the whole mm-hmm. month of October, because that's four or five movies, you know, per for the whole month. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's not so easy to come up with all, you know, you know, scrape the bottom of the barrel. Um, and so I thought maybe instead it would be interesting to do like a whole franchise, um, particularly one that's classic and beloved to celebrate 
um, the month of October. So we're going to do, starting next week, the first five movies in George Romero's Dead Cycle. So next so next week we'll be starting with Night of the Living Dead, followed the next week by Dawn of the Dead, 1978. We'll do Day of the Dead, 1985, Land of the Dead, 2004. And there are five Mondays in October. So we get a fifth week there doing Diary of the Dead from, I think, 2006 or seven. So that's that's the plan for the month of October. We're just going to do these in order and blow through them. We don't have time for awesome. survival of the dead, but um, I don't think anybody wants to talk about that. Anyway, yeah. So. Wait, hold on. so Heidelberg, you pick. My, really think we dead. Start my, my first, you know, my normal rotation. Yeah. We're doing another living, dead, which happens to be the film that I probably wouldn't want to cover anyway. Cause I have some, you know, I have some reasoning for behind that. I'll, I'll talk about it next week. But okay. if you fuckers do not give it a 10, I will kick you square in the toe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'll risk it. I'm giving it. I'm giving it our second zero ever. Are, are you oh, really? Zero. It's public. It's public domain. Come on, yeah. we can watch it. Anywhere. And this guy George A. Romero, like he seems like a hack. I don't know. Like I'm not. Oh familiar. God, these are fighting words. What's with the A too? Why you got to put the A in your name? Come on, man. You can't just be George Romero. You got to be A. Romero. Anyway, you're so fucking special. I hope nobody just tunes into that one section. Oh and me, Somebody's like, going to listen to that and be like, like that. this podcast because is all wants to kick Heidelberg. Uh, Romero wants to kick Heidelberg in the A. And if anybody can come back from the dead to kick my ass, it's it would yeah, be Romero. In my a, it's George Romero. By the way, he's a really tall dude. I guess he was like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something like that. Really tall yeah. dude. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be a great month. month. I'm super psyched about it. Yeah. Okay, it's a great idea. Thank you. I'm glad I came up with it. I mean, Jacqueline came up with it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, well, it was kind of inspired by the Spoils of Horror, their Day of the Dead um, mm. episode, because that episode was so good. I'm going to cut this part out when you compliment a rival podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have any compliments to send to them, you can email them <laughs> at a cut above uh, fan mail at gmail.com. Yes. yes. <laughs> so just oh send all of your love for them their way. That, that I did listen to that episode too, and I was sort of like, "Man, they got to it." I know and it was so good. It kind of hurt that they did cover. it first, yeah. but yeah. I thought it'd be fun, you know, because I haven't seen that movie in a minute, and I I really love it. Um, and I just thought, you know, when do you make time to sit there and watch all five of those movies together? Um, so let's just we have a podcast. Let's just take the opportunity to do it. I felt for inspired. Sure. So. Absolutely, I, I can't wait till November too. I mean, I think we have a theme coming up for that, but I just don't know what it is. I don't know. I Thanksgiving. Don't know. Turkeys, I think. Yep. Nothing. More poultry. Family. Hashtag family. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're doing all, all the honest uh, cooking. We're going to be doing the first four uh, Fast and Furious films because they're family. <laughs> and oh, family I thought that was on Cinemigos. Yeah. No, we're not putting that on Cinemigos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good to hear. Well, fellas, yeah, it's been a great night. Thank you for everything. It was a blast. And we'll see you guys back here for Night of the Living Dead from 1968. In the meantime, for real, if you want to send us any messages or ask us questions or give us any feedback, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on X at cut above horror. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram at a cut above one word that horror underscore review. And we are at Facebook, a cut above, colon, horror review. Make sure you give us those five-star reviews or ratings. 
Yeah, ratings on uh, Spotify and on iTunes and the reviews, I guess, on iTunes, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure you guys give us lots of positive feedback on Jay's appearance so that we'll convince yes. him to come back again and again. Jay, we love you, man. Uh, anything you want to plug? I got nothing to plug other than this <laughs> world premiere. So that's, uh, we'll see. <laughs> a, uh... You're going to have your own podcast in like a month, so. That's yeah. how this happens. That's, that's, how, it that's how it works. <laughs> By the way, it's going to be the Jay and Jacqueline show for, I don't know, whatever. That'd be rad. Yeah. Oh, man. We could do some things. We could do some films. <laughs> we could talk some movies. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks, fellas. It's been great. And see the two of you back here next week. And keep it creepy. <laughs>